no need to change. Keep it tuned to City. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 7.3 Why would you want to be caught up in this? Ah, madam, what is the meaning of this? Oh, um, we are trying to resolve Why can't issue. I use my visa card here? Ah, what is that? Let me get back to you shortly. Or this. What sort of embarrassment is this? Sir, I apologize for the inconvenience. I finished shopping and they're saying I can't use my visa card to make payments. Um, what country are you in again? Why, 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 why? Don't be caught up in this mess. Use ADB's visa prepaid card wherever you are in the world because it's fast, safe, secure, and reliable for all your online payments and transactions. You don't need to have an account with ADB to get your ADB visa prepaid card. Hello? Uh, hello, can you hear me? I'm at the stadium in Qatar. My card is not working. Sir, I'm, I'm sorry. Which of the stadium? Uh, my mother, And who and who is playing? You know who I am. Don't miss the World Cup experience in Qatar. Just walk into any ADB branch with your Ghana card and request for one now. Call ADB on 0302-210-210. ADB, truly a Greek and more. Terms and conditions apply. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3.
627. Welcome to Friday, the 11th of November, 2022. 11 11 22. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. This is the City Breakfast Show. Live on your dial 97.3 FM. My name is Nathan Carr. Sitting in for Bernard Avler. This is the City Breakfast Show once again. Many, many thanks for joining us. Shows run until 10 a.m. And you are part of us. Join us on with our business sense brought to us by adb adb is bringing you the payday plus if your salary goes through adb that's wonderful news for you, you can get up to ten thousand cds or 80 percent of your next net monthly salary and your money hits your account the same day for further inquiry you can call meredith on zero two four three two seven three three six nine or now on zero two four four two eight four one nine seven John Taffer is bringing us our business sense this morning. He says, the greatest gift of leadership is a boss who wants you to be successful. The greatest gift of leadership is a boss who wants you to be successful. So if you are leading people, the best you can give them or the best gift you can give them is their success. You encourage them, you push them, you motivate them. You let them see that there's a lot to achieve, not only for the team, but for themselves. You want to see their success. You want to see their all-round growth and development. That's the best gift any leader can give. The greatest gift of leadership is a boss who wants you to be successful. That's our business sense for the morning. Brought to us by ADB. ADB, truly a great and more. Coming up next is the newspaper review. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. The City Breakfast Show. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. For the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. I 
Welcome to the newspaper review brought to us by Fidelity Bank and they've got the Sikaboom promo just for you. You can win a hundred thousand CDs in the grand draw in 2023. All you have to do is go to a Fidelity Bank branch, open an account. If you have one already, that's good. Just deposit and maintain 300 CDs and multiples of it in your Fidelity account every month during the promo period to qualify and you could win big in the grand draw in 2023. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. And the newspaper review is also brought to us by Total Energies. Now, Total Energies is your trusted oil marketing company. Now, they've been adjudged uh, Petroleum Company of the Year three straight times by the CIMG, and they are now part of the CIMG's Hall of Fame, the Petroleum Group. Now, with great pride, they dedicate all these awards to their valued customers. Thank you for your unwavering trust and loyalty to the Total Energies brand. And the newspaper review is also brought to us by Kel Chaco Toothpaste. Kel Chaco Toothpaste, happy smile. Six thirty five. Let me welcome Gottfried and Kokui to the newspaper review. Hi. Friday. Friday. I need a Friday song. Like, yeah, I mean, Friday is, that, song. is that like a Friday song? A song that says Man. Friday. Tell you, cook up one for me later. Cook up one because this Friday I'm loving it. You're loving it. I'm, it rained. Man. It did. It rained. It did. Some and people it, struggled, but it rained. It, it was been hot. But listen, it rained. If you're somebody who lives. <laughs> Wager, terrible. Look, I had a friend who was stuck in that thing. He left Kanishi, I think, around 8 39. He got home at 1 a.m. What something? Yes, it was that bad. Now, it didn't even rain that long or that hard, 
But for some reason, I think the mudslide thing happened. Mm-hmm. People were getting down from trotters and having to walk. People in their private cars were just stuck. There was little they could do. It was really bad. And, I, you know, I, I feel... If, look, if you're someone like that, and tell your employer they should give you a break. Because last night was hell for those people. And inevitable. That area needs... Re- some sort Charlie? of uh, replant something. Uh, Patrick Kumo and his people sit down with the Greater Accra Regional Minister and try and work out something mm. because this happens everywhere. Every, 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 every time it drizzles. Exactly. Now it's not even heavy downpour. Every time because yesterday drizzles. wasn't that much rain. I mean, yeah. and it wasn't that long. But they st- they were stuck. They couldn't go any. They couldn't do anything. Couldn't go anywhere. They had to take over some of the opposite lanes, like the the across. So those going toward Kaswa. Uh-huh. Some had to go in the, the Accra lane, bound lane yes, Accra to try. Oh, it was terrible, terrible, terrible. I feel so bad for anyone who was stuck in that last night. If you well, were stuck, send us a message. Let us know what it was like. Anyway, let me take the front page. The Daily Graphic. The president is busy as always. Yes. Uh, he's in New York now. Mm-hmm. Or the UN. New York. New okay, York. From, yeah. from COP27 from Egypt in Shamal Sheikh yeah, to, to New York, York City. Yes. New York. The UN. It's a nice place. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of There's nothing you can do Now you're in New York, New York, New York Yeah, that's jamming to it He's jamming, he's jamming So terrorism in Africa He says UN in action fuels attacks President Ekufuado, as you know, Ghana has taken over the presidency of the Security Council And uh, he's been using that to advocate for some changes Majority minority disagree on Ophiretta Essential. NDC begins regional polls. Quabria East, constituents cry over neglect. Not the first time, not the first time. They are back. Okay. The Ghanaian Times front page. Let's reform UN Security Council. President appeals to world leaders. 10% of Ghanaians are diabetic. And this is coming from the Diabetes Association of Ghana, the president, Mrs. Denyo. Uh, Aisha Wang refused bail again. Mm-hmm. And court restrains arise Ghana. From demonstration. Hmm. Also, Accra SHS gets STEAM Center. I'm liking the use of STEAM now more. Mm. More than STEM, including the arts yes, in there. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah, that's the Ghanaian Times. Front page of the Daily Guide newspaper. Agrada begs for bail term change. And there's a photo of a uh, heavily tattooed Nana Agrada on the front page <laughs> of the paper. A- a- apology to one Shandong. Hey, Daily Guide, what did you do? GNDA observes World Diabetes Day, very important, mm-hmm. uh, diabetes. Ex-tour boss arrested in UK, uh, Mr. Asante Bayakun, on the front page of the paper. And NPP MPs to boycott Oforiata budget, faces parliament trial. Mm. <laughs> so what exactly is it? Do they want, like, we want him gone, we don't want him gone, but we want him gone on these terms. Anyway, we'll figure it. it out. Okay, well, a couple of the headlines, are, you know, there's talk about, yes, people want him gone, but his potential replacement? Hmm. Now, the Finder newspaper, okay, we'll, we'll talk about that. Nanado chairs UN Security Council debate. Access Bank appoints three new directors to its board. Che Mensa Bunsu to replace Uforiata as finance minister. Hey! Question mark. It's a question mark. Uh, it's a pregunta. So it's a question. You can't. It's a question. Compensation for SDI three development authorities was eight point five million Ghana cities, not. 358.1 million. This is Napaga Tia Sulemana, uh, friends uh, speaking there. You know, she's in charge of the special development initiatives at the office of the president. And that's the find the newspaper front page. Hey. Mm. Republic Press. Ken is everywhere. 
MP Smack Oforiata Day. Hey, now he has his own day too. Okay. <laughs> Minority moves, sexual motion, speaker says committee. Yeah, it's all Ken. It's all Ken. It's all Ken. Yeah, if you buy the Republic Press, it's, it's all, Ken. all Ken. Okay, well, if you buy the Chronicle, they're asking the question as well. Chair Mensa Bunsu to be finance minister. And they also have a question mark. Hey. Yes. So it's not a definitive statement. It's a question. Uh, when they start asking the question, it is not a question. <laughs> Preemptive international support is key to counterterrorism, Mikufuado tells the UN Security Council. EDC Investment Limited is not our product, says Echo Bank. Parliament sets up ad hoc committee of Ophoriata uh, votes of censure. And Titus, chapter 3, verse 9. Mm-hmm. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law. Because these are unprofitable and useless. Okay, front page of the Herald newspaper. Defense Minister laments Ghana is wasting money on ECOWAS mission. Over ten million dollars gone uh, on the NDC race. Alaji Sinaya that's once rusty as Ketia beaten in NDC race after seventeen years of running the party. Of course, Santibeko's arrest makes it the front page of the paper. And Martinamidu exposes majority leaders' double games on Ufoyata. The new weekend crusading guide, Ikufuado beseeches UN Security Council to support financing Africa-led operations against terrorism and piracy. Lobbying intensifies for Chairman Sabunsi to replace Ken Ufoyata. It's here as well. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Tema Shipyard Union scoff at media and say we should stop spewing lies about ongoing restructuring. The 26 GJA Awards are coming up tomorrow mm. at Kempinski. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, lovely. and SDI, the Special Development Initiatives Office, tackles Okujeto and denies overspending its compensation budget. Okoyata is also on the front page of the Daily Analyst. Finally, from me, says he deserves a hair fairing, a, a fair hearing. <laughs> Charlie, that's a right. It's Friday. It's Friday. Cam everywhere. The thing will come from sir. Forgive me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and also the president's call for the reform of the UN is here. Politics has made me poorer. Madina MP Francis Xavier Susu. Francis, good morning. Hmm. How are you doing? Good morning, no, Francis. Mm. Well, the Inquisitor says unprecedented get fund innovations are working. Nothing can save Ken and Gang. Hey, okay. <laughs> gang Gang. <laughs> National Lottery Authority demo by lotto writers over twenty percent commission is untenable. Says the National okay. Lottery Authority. Let's just start. Let's just start. All right. I, I mean, if, if okay, okay. So if you go online, citynewsroom.com uh, has Inu Safuseni says he's skeptical about referral of vote of uh, censure against Ken Ofoyata to committee. Sam George he wants the committee's probing televised. That's what Honorable Samuel George is also saying. Plus. Dominic Aine Ketinghamon to co-chair committee on the Foriata censure. You mentioned Francis uh, Susu. Now he says suspending YouTubers call to the bar on character grounds arbitrary. Okay. And uh, our colleague Richard Delasca says I'm not behind petition against Ama Governor. Okay. Uh, let me give you something that will make all of you and all of us really sad. Kopec is speaking. Now they say Koki <laughs> Wada look. Fuel prices likely to go up again in next pricing window. See, Copet predicts. Were we not cheering yesterday, Godfrey? When he read, what did he read yesterday? He said, Copet said the fuel prices are coming down. Yeah, but anyway, your currency is dance. This and uh, it's dance, dance. It's doing the jig. Anyway, NDC begins regional executive elections today, and government to pilot sale of cheap food stuff at a Greek ministry today. Charlie, I can banner, banner, you Did you bring your basket? 
Don't worry, the car boot is big and I will put everything there. If you go to citybusinessnews.com, effect of city depreciation on inflation expected to continue. That's according to the Ghana Statistical Service. Ex-Goldman banker Asante Berkun arrested over alleged bribery scheme. And the Development Bank Ghana joins the Ghana Association of Banks. If you go to myjoyonline.com, an economist is saying it doesn't matter who reads the budget. It's the message that counts. Okay. Uh, Dr. Champong... Uh, says 2023 budget will either make or break Ghana. Kotopo Nkuma says we hope to reach staff level agreements by end of this year. And he also says people are deliberately spreading disinformation to juice the country. And Aisha Huang's tears flow as bail is declined, trial proceeds, and hundreds stranded on Accra Kaswa Road after downpour. And the Interior Minister says three police officers committed suicide from 2020 to date all right you go to starfm.com they have a picture of a wide-eyed sam george with the nose mask saying televised committee sittings on euphoriates probe and nrsa removes twelve thousand unapproved strobe lights on vehicles interesting and four arrested for violent land disputes at gomwa akramang and if you go international the bbc says trump tears into rising the uh, rising republican rival Sanctis and Ukraine claims major gains as Russia exits Kherson and the US wants to play in China's backyard. Interesting. Interesting okay. story. Let's talk Ken. You start. Let's do well, Ken. More I actually Ken. want to talk Chairman Sabunsu. So that's Abunsu. the placement okay, side. So okay. start where do you want to start? Okay, so minority move central motion that happened okay. in Parliament yesterday. And the outcome of that is that the speaker has set a committee to probe the motion. That's on page three of the Republic Press. Mm-hmm. Uh it's dominated by Parliament and Ken. Now on the Speaker sets committee to probe motion, uh the Speaker of Parliament has set up an ad hoc committee to probe allegations made by members of the minority against the finance minister. According to the speaker, setting up a committee will provide an opportunity for the finance minister to respond to issues of conflict of interest raised by the minority leader Haruna Idrisu. Now, if you go to the same page, uh, the majority in parliament has backtracked on this decision to accept the appeal for President Nadanko Kufuado to allow finance minister Kenneth Ferrata to read the 2023 budget statement. The U-turn has come ahead of the minority's attempt to move a vote of censure to remove the under-fire finance minister. Mm. Addressing the media in parliament, MP for the Fidasi Asokore constituency, Dr. Uefri stressed that the majority caucus is not in support of the minority's motion. However, mm. he stressed that the majority caucus is back to its original call for President Okufuadu to remove the finance minister. He said the caucus does not want Ken Ferrata to be the one to read the 2023 budget of the government. Well, replacement, replacement. So if he is indeed removed, who should replace him? Well, according to a couple of newspapers this morning, there's, there's some hint or some lobbying for the majority leader in parliament mm. and minister for parliamentary affairs, Oseche Mensah Bonsu, to be finance minister. But they're all being very cautious. They've all put a question mark after that. Okay. So in the Chronicle newspaper, they say they have picked up intelligence, suggesting that the minister for parliamentary affairs, who doubles as the majority leader, Oseche Mensah Bonsu, is being lobbied for, is being lobbied for fiercely by some people to replace the embattled finance minister, Ken Oforiata. The move, which they gather is gaining momentum, comes even before the fate of the minister is decided by parliament following the motion of censure moved and adopted yesterday. Though the majority group championing the removal of Ken Oforiata has not mentioned any name openly as a replacement, it's the understanding of this paper that the agenda to force President
Lawrence Gufuado to sack him is an orchestration by some who aspire to become the next finance minister. However, some members have declared openly that they want one of their members to replace Kenoforiata. On the other hand, the majority caucus sources have hinted that some NPP members of parliament are backing the majority leader, Osechi Mensa Bonsu, to replace him. Now, in the Finder newspaper, they give a nice breakdown. They say that, uh, yeah, some of the party leaders are backing the majority leader. Uh, They say he will not reject the appointment if the president offers it to him. An informed source source went even further (laughs) to hint that Chairman Sabonsu actually aspires to be finance minister or he's been aspiring to do that for some time. Now, Eugene Bwachi the MP for the (laughs) Subin constituency in the Ashanti region, who's a leading member of the MPs seeking his removal, uh, the Ofriata's removal, said that they want a parliamentarian as a replacement. He said, we want somebody in parliament who we can see we want somebody who respects parliament. We as MPP members will be urging the president to bring us an MP, somebody who understands the work of parliament, somebody who's going to be with us. Now, they also talk not, about... Not the somebody who understands finance. Well, they also say uh, <laughs> Dr. John Kuma and Abna Oseasari are being spared because they're MPs. And again, they put a question there. And some are saying that they want him to become finance minister, that's Osei Chiemen Saponsu, because such an appointment will be recognition of his commitment and loyalty to the MPP hey! and his long service in parliament. So Nothing about because he knows the he numbers. Knows how to he read numbers. Oh, but this is the nice one. Sources say Chairman uh-huh. Sabonsu doesn't want to stop there, as the finance minister portfolio can position him to become running mates to vice presidential candidates. Or if Dr. Mahmoud Bawamia should become the MPP flag. This is politics, politics. Yeah. Yeah. Just a final note on that. Sam George, who's MP for Ningo Pram Pram, he wants the sittings of uh, the committee set up to. Mm. Talk about yeah, the, he, wants the he wants the things. Okay. He wants the, the proceedings telecast. Yeah, we hear him. Okay. Let me tell you about the president who is in New York and he's been mm. talking about terrorism, which New is a York, big, big problem, especially in our sub region. President Nadu Kufuado has said the action of the United Nations Security Council, which continues to contemplate whether and how to intervene in terrorist attacks in West Africa and the South, fuels the spread of instability across Africa. He said, while it could be admitted that the political context for the Security Council's involvement was complex and the operating environment dangerous, the earlier collective action was taken to support efforts to halt the incessant killing and annihilation of communities there better. He's been talking about a reform of the uh, UN Security Council. He says, the world of 1945 is not the world of 20." 22. So, uh, but staying with that, the defense minister on the front page of the Herald says that Ghana is wasting money on ECOWAS missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says we've oh. spent $10 million so far. Uh, he says that, uh, that he's denying that ECOWAS is chasing the Ghana armed forces for some missing money. $800,000. That story has been running around for some time now. He mentioned that just this year alone, the Ghana government has pumped a whooping $2.6 million to fund the mission in Gambia. Mm. Okay. Okay. Oh, a reminder that the 14th of November, which is Monday, is World Diabetes Day. Mm -mm. It's also the birthday of the person who discovered insulin or co-discovered it, Frederick Banting. Yes, Sir Frederick Banting. He discovered it with Charles Best in 1922. World Diabetes Day is the world's largest diabetes awareness campaign, reaching a global audience of over a billion people. Now, well, we know the kind of complications people can have when you are diagnosed as being diabetic. This is just a reminder to all of us to check our blood sugar levels. You know, okay. be careful about what yeah. we eat. But that's in the Ghanaian Times. There's a feature on that World Diabetes Day. Well, talking about what we eat, the Ministry of Food and Agriculture is saying there's a lot to find 
at its premises at 8 a.m. That's mm-hmm. when the first truckload of food from the farm gate is expected to arrive. Now, uh, arrive. Now, this is, why this is happening is that uh, today begins the retailing of food items at its premises to civil and local government workers. So that's the catch. So good, ID card. Uh, civil and local government workers. Now, market, like the clocks that people can go and buy. Yes. ID card market. Uh, yes. The ministry explains that the move forms part of efforts to cushion Ghanaians and mitigate the impact of rising food prices. <laughs> we hear you. <laughs> anyway, on page 9 of the Daily Guide, uh, the ex tour boss has been arrested in the UK. Oh. Former managing director of the Temawari Refinery, Santibayakun, has been arrested in the UK over his alleged um, involvement in bribes paid some Ghanaian officials while working at the Goldman Sachs Group Investment oh. uh, Bank. He was arrested last week at Heathrow. Uh, in London, remains in custody on charges that he orchestrated bribes, having conspired with at least two Ghanaian officials and four others in a bribery scheme. This is a report coming from Bloomberg. We need to investigate this. Who are these two other Ghanaians? Uh, he also became MD of Tor, but stepped down after an SEC suit, and that is SEC in America. Not this mm. one. Filed a suit against him. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, the editorial in the Finder newspaper today, um, I'd just like to touch on it briefly. Okay. It's newspapers need financial bailout. And, you know, so they talk about the fact that newspapers are recognized mm-hmm. as spotlights in a world of darkness. They bring news um, from all corners of the world. But the importance of newspapers to the democratic process and informing citizens has long been recognized. Now, print media is one of the oldest forms of mass media we know. It has been a trusted source of credible news for the educational, political, sports, entertainment, and business sectors. But traditional print media is facing the dilemma of reduced circulation, decreased communication power and influence, and a shrinking advertising business, which makes print media face unprecedented pressure to survive. The rapid depreciation of the CD, rising prices of raw materials, all of this comes into it, okay? And the unprecedented escalation of prices of printing materials is collapsing the newspaper business in Ghana. Now, interestingly, Godfrey, um, a couple of days ago, I had a chat with a good friend at Daily Graphic, because yeah. you know I wasn't happy with them on yeah. Monday. And so this gentleman actually <laughs> called. We had, we had a good chat, and he, he explained some of the challenges they're facing. And tell you what, it's not easy for them. So my friends at Daily Graphic, good morning. I love you. <laughs> no hard feelings there at all. We understand the challenges they are facing, and it's it's not as simple as it may seem. You know, okay. for them to be able to cover things and and survive in this day and age. So, I don't know. Maybe we can take a quick look at that uh, well, later on in the show. Well, talking about pressure and all of that, Copec, Copec has, has predicted that the prices of petroleum products could could see another increase in the next pricing window, which commences on November 16. According to COPE, the depreciation of the city, coupled with other international market developments and forces, will be a major contributory factor for the upward review of prices. Currently, petrol and diesel are selling at 18 and 23.49 cities per litre, respectively, with commercial drivers and the general public lamenting the impact on the uh, general cost of living. So, that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Now, yeah. quickly to page 18 of the Daily Graphic, the focus is on the Quabri East constituency. Mm-hmm. Um, the City News reported from there a couple of weeks back, constituents, uh, when, uh, residents were not very happy. The uh, chief of Mampontin, Barimaya Boafo, was not happy at the time. He's still not happy. And uh, the Daily Graphic has been there. Uh, very, very poor road networks. And it's, uh, it's, it has so much tourism potential, according to the report. The Adamoma Sikente Weaving Center is there. The Entonso Adinkrak Having Center is there. Antoine, 
uh, is in that direction as well. But the MP is promising. She says next year we'll see massive infrastructure development in Kwabi. So Francisca Otimensa is there She's as the well. MP. And finally, uh, okay. on That's investigations, very bill conditions. Agrada pleads lawyers for founder and leader of Heavenway Champion International Ministry at Wager in Accra, Patricia Siedua, a.k.a. Nana Grada. They are asking the court to violate the bill conditions. This was because the accused was finding it difficult to get civil servants earning not less than 2,000 Ghana CDs monthly to stand as surety. So her lawyer is asking for uh, some changes there so that she can release the bill. Okay. <coughs> okay. Let's All right. Uh, that's our final story. Thank you so, so much. Godfrey, thank you very much. Kokui, that was the newspaper review. Coming up next is the City Business News. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Business News comes up next. It's brought to us by Access Bank. Access Bank is giving you the triple salary promo. Just switch your salary account to Access Bank's Empower Salary Account today and enjoy um, a free interest on payday loan, pick now, pay later loan, fly now, pay later loan, and other personal loans. Just do that switch today and enjoy this and so much more. Promo runs up until the 30th of, of April 2023. Visit ghana.accessbankplc.com to get started or visit any of Access Bank's 53 branches across Ghana. Access Bank, more than banking. Goyal is also bringing us the City Business News and they've got great news for you. You can pay for your fuel purchases using mobile money at their service centers. Just visit Goyal's social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter for more info. Goyal, good energy. Goyal, yeah, yeah, DM. And do you need to make that urgent call but realize you don't have enough airtime? Just dial star 506 hash on MTN to borrow credit on MTN Extra Time. The conversations don't need to end. Borrow Extra Time now and enjoy the things you love on your favorite network, MTN. And the City Business News also brought to us by Enterprise Life. Enterprise Life is your advantage. Let's get the latest from Netilinetti. And welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, Enterprise Life, Your Advantage, Access Bank, more than banking and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. To our first story, the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry is advocating a review of the new value-added tax regime in the upcoming presentation of the 2023 budget. According to the GNCCI, the new VAT regime has positioned businesses in a difficult position where prices of goods and services are consequently being increased. In an interview with City Business News Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber, Mark Bidu Abuaji, stated that the 3% VAT flat rate review continues to negatively impact businesses in the country. The year 2022 has been a very difficult year for businesses. We've seen inflation going up, the city rapidly depreciating, the policy rate and interest rates are also going up, where prices are increasing day in, day out. And this has impacted negatively on the activities of business. Businesses are collapsing every day. And it's not good for an economy like Ghana. So in the 2023 budget, we want to see a clear policy direction on how government 
is going to bring some stability in the macroeconomic environment. We are calling for a review of the 3% flat rate bad system. In fact, once you pay, it becomes part of your cost of production. And you cannot transfer this cost of production to consumers. The original VAT, which is input output, gives an opportunity to transfer part of the 17% out. At that, it will not become part of your cost of production and will not affect your profit. But with this system, it becomes a cost to businesses and it's really harmful to businesses. Businesses are not able to make profit because of this kind of VAT. That was the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Mark Bidu Apwaji. As part of measures to sanitize the digital labor platform space, Fair Work Ghana says it will present a policy brief to the Ministry of Employment and Labor Relations to regulate the activities of managers of these driving platforms. This comes on the back of concerns raised by some drivers who operate within the digital space, alleging issues of poor conditions of service being meted out to them. Country manager of Fair Work Ghana, who doubles as senior lecturer at Kimpa, Dr. Joseph Budu, has been highlighting some of the challenges identified in his outfit's recent study on digital driving platforms. So the basic thing we can do is advocacy. We have to keep speaking about it. Then secondly, we engage with the platforms. Last year, we engaged with the platforms. So there was one platform, for instance, that whose contract was under Spanish law. So through the engagements, they have changed it and it's now under Ghanaian law. So it is through diplomacy and engagement on our side. But we are also engaging with uh, policy policy stakeholders. This year, for instance, we are developing uh, a policy brief which we will give to the Ministry of Employment to ginger them to seek or take the legal actions that will that will make the platform recognize these workers as okay. employees okay. not independent contractors right that, okay okay so we also discovered that still the platforms don't want the workers to form unions the the workers have tried and formed associations last this year in june some came together to form a union a, a ghana online drivers union still the big platforms don't want to recognize these these drivers so only one platform has signed a memorandum of, of understanding with the workers that if they come to them with their collective issues they are going to have uh, have ears for them that was the country manager for fair work ghana dr joseph budu now on to how some major currencies are faring on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade amongst themselves the dollar gained two pesos and is selling at 13 cities eight pesos the British pound gained 41 pesos and is selling at 15 cities 27 pesos. The euro gained 22 pesos and is selling at 13 cities 31 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus, the dollar is selling at 14 cities 50 pesos. The British pound is selling at 16 cities and the euro is selling at 14 cities 35 pesos. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for more on the topic, the difference between commercial and investment banks in terms of the regulators. Today, we will continue looking at the difference between commercial banks and investment banks. Commercial banks are regulated by the Bank of Ghana, while investment banks are regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission. While both institutions are required to have a minimum amount of capital on hand, the minimum for a commercial bank is 400 million CDs, but 1 million CDs for an investment bank. 
The SEC is currently in the process of setting a new minimum for investment banks, but it is yet to be finalized. When it comes to collecting deposits from clients, a commercial bank will collect and keep the deposits of their clients. An investment bank, however, is required by law to partner with a commercial bank who will collect and keep deposits on behalf of the investment bank. For example, if you visit any data bank branch, you will see commercial bank tellers from either Zenith, GT Bank, or UBA sitting at teller booths. At the end of the day, all deposits are collected and then moved to a commercial bank. Data bank, like any other investment bank, does not keep any money for clients on site. That was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank, and that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle and Enterprise Life, your advantage, Access Bank, more than banking and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Natalie Nete Ajaho. Have a good business day. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Coming up next is the City Business Edition. But before we get into that, enjoy a life beyond cash when you use any of Carbank's digital solutions. Whatever you desire, they have a unique solution just for you. They've got the Visa MasterCard and GH Link cards. They've got the Carbank app. They've got the CalNet solutions. All kinds of amazing things for you out there. Call 0800-500-500. Chat to them online or send an email to customercare at carbank.net. Carbank for it together. And take your entertainment to the next level with the all-new exciting partnership from Vodafone and Samsung. So between now and the end of February 2023, get free Vodafone broadband installation when you purchase a new Samsung smart television. That's not all. You also get four months free broadband data. Choose from a range of Samsung quality display smart TVs and get some data live a smart life with vodafone and samsung walk into any vodafone store or electroland outlet and upgrade your home entertainment today vodafone further together and people are always searching for convenience a simple and easy life and pokia gives you just that pokia is your virtual assistant from star assurance and she gives you the ability to be anywhere and still purchase or renew your motor insurance at any time Chat with Pokia today on 0242436160 or dial short code star 713222-HASH and enjoy a smooth and quick service. Star Assurance is your solid partner. The City Business Edition is next and we're having a conversation with Professor Bob Ebohinson on how customer service reinforces a solid brand. So get ready, take note. And learn a few things on how to upgrade your customer service. Coming up next is the City Business Edition. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Please wait. Please wait.
Hello there and welcome to another episode of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Michael Obudu and I hope you've been following our conversations on customer service with Professor Robert Ebo Henson, the Pro Vice Chancellor for uh, Ghana Communications Technology University. So today we are going straight into it and today the conversation was centered around solid brand and customer service how to use a solid brand to reinforce, how customer service helps reinforce a solid brand. Absolutely. That's it. Prof, you're welcome. You're welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Always good to be here. Oh, you're you're a solid man. You're a solid man. And I I know today is going to be very informative as usual. Yes, yes, yes. And today I'm particularly happy because, you know, I cut my teeth in uh, advertising before I joined the university. So branding is a very uh, emotional uh, topic for me not just as a scholar, but because I had the privilege of working on about 50 brands before I joined the University of mm. Ghana in February 2003. So when we say we are going to discuss branded customer service, it makes me particularly excited. Wow. So with your permission, I can start defining what a brand is, you know, so that we use that to set the tone. Sure. Is, is that sure, okay? Sure, sure. Okay. So, so there's a Famous American Marketing Association definition that says that a brand is a name, term, sign, symbol, or design, or a combination of them intended to identify the goods and services of one seller or group of sellers and to differentiate those from the competition. Hmm. This is a particularly old definition. It's probably 50, 60 years old. Okay. Now, the reason why I like going back to this like the Asian landmarks in the Bible is that the truth is still profound today because what the American Market Association sought to say was that anything that differentiates you in any sort of combination is your brand. Anything. Anything that differentiates you in any sort of combination is your brand. Mm. So whether it's how funky your name sounds okay the 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 intricacy of your logo the mm. fact that your colors are purple and you're a bank uh, or 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 just the way your 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 cars are branded mm. I, I, even the the accent of your managing director you know it's like anytime managing director speaks mm. he arrests a certain audience okay. it's all part of the brand and the thing with branding is that branding is useful for everything in life individuals must be branded okay institutions must be branded mm. nations must be branded sub regional blocks like the west africa mm. monetary area it must be branded the africa union must be branded so branding is useful at continental national sub regional individual look products must be branded milk must be branded Mm. Uh, fizzy drinks must be branded a banking product must be branded so there was a guy called zhang 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 uh, in 2015 he said a brand is simply how customers talk about an organization its colors its website its messaging but if the organization fails to align its story with their service delivery even the best logo in the world will not save the organization. 
So branding is not about flashy logos. No, in fact, mm. anytime I get a call from a client who says, yeah, ProScience, you know, we've heard about you, we want to talk to you, we are thinking of rebranding, you know, and I have a chance to speak to the CEO, the board, I tell mm. them, please, I know you're excited about some logos somebody has sent you, but relax. Rebranding is not about new logos. Okay. It's about internal cultural change because a brand is functional and is emotional. Mm. The human beings are the human representatives of the brand. If they have not changed, why are you rebranding? So you can mm. spend $2 million on a new logo, get a new antelope or a new lion to be roaring on TV <laughs> to, to announce your logo. Mm. It won't change much. Wow. Because if, for instance, you're an all-marketing company and your attendants are more rude than when you did the rebrand, you wasted the money. Because the whole essence of rebranding is that there's a new promise, mm. there's a new proposition, there's a new aura, there's something to expect given that you've shifted identities. So the issue is not logos and colors. The issue is a certain cultural reorientation mm. so that the institution itself moves mentally. When you move wow. mentally, then you can bring the logos and the colors to follow the mental shift. But if there's no mental shift, why are you changing the logos? It's a glorious waste of funds. So people who listen to me, I tell them, look, don't be too excited. And it's not because I want to be around for a long time so mm. that I get a fat retainer. No, it's because I know from experience that companies have rebranded and people have been angrier. Look, recently I saw something a little startling. You know, somebody was being congratulated on a social media platform because they had won some big award mm. and, you know. And in the thread, somebody came and said, Look at you. Mm -hmm. You are celebrating what? <laughs> this, this is your bank. The service is hopeless. You don't go and fix it. You are here holding trophies. I, I was, I was, I was, I was totally, I, I was like, wow. Finish the guy. Oh, and I was <laughs> thinking, this person is very happy celebrating. You are here telling them that they should go home and go and fix the service. Mm. That's more important than winning trophies and plaques. I was like, wow. Wow. But that's the thing with brands. Mm. Brands essentially are a bundle of promises. Okay. And for a brand to deliver, it's a promise well kept. So if the brand is not delivering on its promises, it has failed up an issue. Wow. Now, there are six customer service activities or six customer experience activities any institution can undertake to differentiate its brand from its competitors. Mm. Number one, Determine what is important and make your vision clear. The Bible says the vision you must write it down, make it plain, so that when people see the wrong, same uh, methodology for branding as it relates to service experience and service delivery. Mm. The process of building a strong brand through customer service, uh, it requires a clear vision, Michael, mm. of how a firm wants its services to be perceived by customers and the target portion of the market you want to serve. There's nothing more confusing than a brand that wants to be all things to all people. It doesn't work. Because within the context of the brand you are building, you need to define who you want to serve, your target audiences. Mm. You need to define your brand ethos. You need to understand what's important to your customers. Then, you need to provide your employees with well-defined standards for delivering the service your customers have told you they are willing to accept. 
So it's important that after you find out what's important to your customers, you provide employees with well-defined standards for giving great service to these customers you define as wanting to serve. Now, it's important to make clear what a company's purpose is, how its service standards will support that purpose, and the emotional response the company is aiming to elicit from its customers. I keep going back to the point. A brand is a functional selling proposition Hmm. and an emotional selling proposition. The logos, the colors are the functional parts. How you make your customers feel is Hmm. part of the emotional ticker. That's where customer experience kicks in. So you need to understand what standards to set to make sure your your employees are well equipped to deliver to those customers. All organizational activities should be underpinned by a customer-focused vision. Because a customer-focused vision must be enforced and reinforced throughout all organizational activities. Then customer service, customer experience delivery becomes a job for everyone. So if you really want to use customer service to differentiate your brand, Mm. the first thing is determine what is important and make your vision clear. The vision should be customer-focused. I don't care what brand you are. It must be customer-focused. So number one, determine what is important and make your vision very clear. Number two, two. set the tone on day one. Set the tone on day one. On day one. Now, I'm working on a couple of books with some colleagues on entrepreneurship. And um, sometimes when you think of small businesses, you think to yourself, ah, do we have money for customer experience, all these things Prof. Science is saying, is it realistic? Yeah, it's realistic. You can be a five-man company, but you need to understand that you need a customer solution in place from the day you start because whatever you, whatever you say from day one, you're building a brand. Mm. And it is advisable to make customer service part of your corporate ethos from day one. Okay. You see, and If you do that, then it means that from the beginning, you are on your way to building a good brand name with a good corporate ethos. Listen, a positive first impression, Mm. my brother, is an important thing to set you apart. So if from day one, good customer service is what you are pushing for, then you encourage your customers to come back, repeatedly buy from you, you achieve high customer retention, high customer loyalty, then you become a profitable business. Mm. So there's no excuse for saying that because I'm a small business. Look, you can be a one, two-man consultancy firm. You, the CEO, and your follower. Everybody must be a customer champion from day one. That's how to differentiate your brand through customer service. Number three, understand that angry customers represent opportunities. Angry customers Represent opportunities. <laughs> Angry customers. Yeah. They represent opportunities. Yeah. I am interested to know the, the explanation behind this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Angry customers represent opportunities. How? So, um, but, uh, please, you won't even go. Are they customers we've angered or customers who came in angry? Oh, no, we angered them. Hey. We angered them. It's not a problem at all. Sometimes we'll cross them. Okay. But, you know, we need to give high priority to angry customers. Mm. You know, um, 
because some customers are not easy to deal with. But if you want to remain profitable, okay, you need to appreciate that when customers are angry, hmm. there are clear methodologies you need to employ to reduce the level of anger they are showing. Okay. And, and there are a couple of things you can do to lessen the anger and bring them around. Mm. So I'll share a couple of these with you so that those listening to us who understand that it's important to manage customers even when they're in angry mode. Because you see, when a customer goes on Twitter to attack you, that's your brand crumbling like a pack of cards. You're finished. So you don't want them to feel as if whatever will be will be. You're not mm. interested in sorting them out. Mm. They will go and complain. And then you will get into trouble. And you know, Prof, interestingly, these days it's becoming even more dangerous to have an angry customer. Indeed. Because they can ruin you, eh? Indeed. So please, when they are angry, these are the things to number one, give them respect. Just give them some respect. Okay. Because one way of handling difficult customers is to give them respect. Hmm. Showing respect doesn't mean the customer is not wrong. Michael, sometimes wow. they are wrong. They, they, so, sometimes what they are demanding is even unethical. Okay. But in the scheme of things, you need to show them respect. All right. It is only courteous to calm down an upset customer and help them to resolve whether, whatever issue they have, irrespective of whether you caused it or they are the source of the problem. So please give the customer respect. Very, very important. Mm. Because when you do that, then you don't lose control of the situation. Okay. And so you need to develop a mindset mm. that says that, no matter what the circumstance, the peace and contentment of the customer will never be compromised. No matter the circumstance, the peace and the contentment of the customer will never be compromised. So number one, give the customer respect. Number two, show empathy to the customer who's angry. It's part of building a solid brand through customer service. Mm. Customers who are given a chance to air their grievances eventually run out of steam and they will mm. let you engage them in constructive dialogue. So just empathize with them. Okay. Let them vent. Let them hyperventilate. Let them do whatever they want. Eventually they will calm down. When they calm down, you have a better chance of understanding what they want. You listen carefully to them understand the source of their frustration mm. and then devise, devise a creative solution to their problems. Okay. Number three, provide consistency. Even um, when they are angry. Absolutely. Because you see, in dealing with difficult customers, service providers need to be consistent. Okay. Consistency generates respect, while inconsistency leads to a poor service image. Wow. Can you imagine I have a problem in a bank and I scream? Because I'm screaming, the next customer hears the problem I have. Mm. Because I screamed, I get a certain level of care, problems resolved. By the time I get to the counter at the second customer with the same problem, without screaming, I should expect that I'll get the same level of service remedies. Mm. Now, you can't give me a different remedy because I'm not shouting. Okay. Because then you create the impression that everybody must behave like a madman before you react. Wow. And that even those who are composed will not be treated well. That's not good for building a consistent brand. A brand must be consistent in its functional state and its emotional delivery as well. So when people are frustrated, please 
take responsibility for what is happening and ensure that you treat them in a consistent manner. Okay, so you're still listening to 97.3 City FM with Prof. Henson here in studio giving us uh, some insights on building a solid brand and using uh, leveraging customer service, quality customer service. And he's just walking us through how to deal with angry customers. And he says, number one, give them respect, show empathy, and provide consistency. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Prof, what, what do you do then when you're in a situation where you have an angry customer that's walking off? I know some people will say, Jan mm. what, what, what do you do? That's a tricky one. Yeah. If you discern mm-hmm. that they are so angry that stopping them might get you into a fiscal altercation, they can slap you, Eesh. let them go. Okay. Especially if you have data on them. Okay. But before they even get into their car, mm-hmm. you are messaging them, you are emailing them ah. to communicate your profound regret okay. for the service mishap that has occurred and respectfully asking for a time when you can follow up so that the resolution can be found. And this is irrespective of who's at fault? Absolutely. Okay. Totally irrespective. Because when a customer is happy, that's not the time to go into litigation mode. You're mm. not in a court. Okay. So when they are walking off and you perceive that trying to stop them might end in a fiscal fight, let them go. But even before they get into their car, you are mm. emailing, you are texting, you are WhatsApping to say, sorry for the unfortunate incident today. Okay. It was totally unacceptable, mm. but we commit to resolve the issue wow. and would appreciate it when you can give us an appropriate time to come and visit you in your office this time round, mm. and we stand by expectantly. Irrespective of what happened, Mr. Jones, we still wish you a very pleasant day. Thank you, and we are standing by. That, that got me smiling. Absolutely, because... No matter how uh, angry I am, mm. if you are courteous in your responses and your approaches, I will find a way of mending fences mm. so that we can reconcile and find a good way forward. Okay. You know, I was very concerned when you say let them go because yes. my, my concern is that before they even leave your office, well, you know, they started tweeting. Absolutely. But, but then the way you put it now, saying that begin to engage them even as they leave. You are, you are reaching out almost mm. instantly because wow. the fiscal one will not work. So okay. you just use digital channels to start engaging nice. and hoping that by the time they are settled and composed, mm. your apologies to have hit them so many times, do do leave the Twitter button. It's like, it's okay, it's okay. These people have reached that will find a good way forward. Okay. So I'm discussing six customer service activities. Any institution can undertake to differentiate their brand from their competitors. Number one, I said, determine what's important and make your vision very clear. Number two, set the tone day one. Number three, understand angry customers represent opportunities. They must leverage this to find a good way for it. Number four, let's go back a little. Absolutely. What then is the opportunity in an angry customer? Okay. So I think I may or may not have explained this in an earlier presentation here on City, but I'll do it again today. So I remember when I was in Achimoto school, we learned something, we, we studied something called figures of speech. Okay. And we learned things like oxymoron and onomatopoeia and metaphor and simile and mm. uh, all these paradox, very alliteration. And I, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we had a very famous teacher called Mr. James Ariel Jabbing. His nickname was Ringo. Okay. Still a cool guy till today. Every now and again, I get in touch with him, Ringo. Sure. And Ringo taught us something. He said a paradox is a statement that seems to be a lie. But when we look at critically, it's the truth. 
trust me, I just memorized that uh, <laughs> the definition back then, but okay. I still remember it like it was yesterday. Mm. So, using the paradox definition I just gave you, yeah. we have something we call in customer experience and service management the service recovery paradox. Okay. And what the service recovery paradox says is that every entity, public sector, private sector, not for profit, you are allowed to make one big service mistake. It's allowed. So that, that's why you get an angry customer because you made a big service mistake. Okay. Now, when you make the big service mistake, it's not as important as... Sorry, the mistake is not the issue. The issue is the speed of recovery. So if you make a big mistake mm. and you're able to recover quickly and decisively, then what your customer has finally realized is that you don't only have service delivery capacity, mm -hmm. but you have service delivery, s service recovery capacity. Okay. That's why it's called a paradox, because mm. you need a problem to demonstrate recovery. So if uh, you don't have a problem, you can't demonstrate recovery. Okay. So normal delivery is mm. just you have service capacity. Mm. But if the relationship throws up a very tumultuous situation, mm. bad situation, and you can solve it decisively, then I know you have service delivery capacity and service recovery capacity. Okay. So it's a paradox because you need the angry customer, mm. you need the bad problem for me to demonstrate that I have recovery capacity. Wow. That's why it's an opportunity. So, so yeah. So interestingly, what this means is that it only shows to the customer that you are humane and even builds a stronger bond through that. Much stronger bond. Because you see, look, if you've been in any relationship that is working, mm. the relationship is working largely because there is not only service delivery capacity, but there is service recovery capacity. Okay. Because most enduring relationships have been through tumultuous storms. Mm. So in any service relationship, when a problem occurs, it's the swiftness of the recovery mm. that differentiates your brand and shows that not only do you have delivery capacity, but you have recovery capacity. And that is why angry customers represent an opportunity Fantastic. to demonstrate recovery. Yeah. So angry customers represent... So when you see your customer angry, you have not lost it. No, no, no. That's no, no. an opportunity to make a louder statement. Absolutely. Fantastic. That you have recovery capacity. Wonderful. Prof, number four. Number four is make customer service a priority. Make it customer service a priority. Yes, because using customer service as a branding tool, it shapes how customers perceive you and the service you deliver because customers' criticisms don't become setbacks to you. Okay. They become opportunities to learn about their pain points. Mm. So when you know their pain points, it gives you new ways to delight them, very similar to the point I made a little earlier. Mm. So you must be ready to listen. You must be ready to express genuine concern when you don't even have what customers are asking for, a good brand will suggest alternatives so that when all is said and done, the felt need of the customer is still met, even if it's not met by your primary goods and services. I mean, mm. there's something we call friendly competition, okay. where you develop to the point where if a Fiesta Royale is full, you can deflect customers to age hotel. If age is full, you can send people to Marriott. Mm. And the whole point of that is you don't want to fill the customer and you do whatever it takes at any cost to satisfy them. I mean, what's the point of uh, not being able to help them? Because they're coming from Puerto Rico.
Mm. They may not have time to do booking on their own, okay. but you can absorb them and then redistribute them because it's a large contingent of 352 people. You don't have the capacity. But instead of telling them to take the 100 you have and go to booking.com and look for the rest, you just collect all of them and share. What that means is that Marriott owes you one. And in the future, they can also bring customers back to you. That's the way, this to, play the deep. This That's the way deep. to play the game. Wow. It's the way to play the game. So because customer service is a priority, what that means is that even when you don't have primary answers, uh -huh. you are able to explore options and make this available to the customer so they still get the value. So That's where the blessing is. You're basically saying that instead of turning away the customer because you can't meet their need, you find a way. Find a way find so a that way. they're still uh, indebted to you. Absolutely. Oh, wow. And the connection is still with you. Wow. And the emotional bond is wow. strong. I'm telling you. This is brilliant. I, I'm telling you. And then the other benefit is that the place you deflected the business to owes you one. In the end, they'll bring you business back. So you are winning everywhere. Double win. You are winning. This you are winning. Fantastic. You are winning everywhere. And your brand is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Wow. So when you provide this kind of personalized and individualized care, customers walk away knowing that you care and care and care mm. and care. How can they conceivably leave you? So if you really want to differentiate your brand in 2022, please. Make customer service an absolute priority. Mm. Point number five, give customers a voice. Hey. <laughs> it surprises me in Africa how we don't spend resources doing customer research. It totally shocks me. Okay. Give customers a voice. Mm. Please, if you are listening to me today and you can afford to, please write a brief and call me. In fact, as we speak, I'm dealing with some briefs. People listen to me on various stages and say, Prof, you know what? For 2023, we want to develop a customer experience strategy or, or a customer care strategy. Or we have one. Can you help to review it for us? Because, you see, the whole point of building a solid brand is that the brand responds to customer needs and customer concerns. The brand is built on the back of superior service delivery to customers. Mm. So if you're not researching these customers, how can you give them a voice? Because okay. it's what they tell you that informs your route to market, your, your, your customer delivery mechanisms, mm. your emotional journey mapping. All those things matter. So, listen, customers expect to be acknowledged. And they want their opinions factored into delivering even better service for them. Remember, I said in today's dispensation... We don't aim for best customer experiences. Hmm. We are aiming for legendary customer experiences. Wow. And one of the key ways is to give customers a voice. Look, institutions who are eager to give customers a voice are the ones who get the critical inputs for developing the best customer experience strategies. Hmm. Very much. And soliciting honest feedback allows you to fully acknowledge where you have even failed because sometimes there can be such a wide gap between what you perceive is value to your customers and what they are really hoping to get from you. Hmm. Once those gaps show up through well-crafted research and the development of better customer insights, then you have what it, you have, you have what it takes to build a solid brand. So, hmm. number five, give customers a, a voice. voice. And then the last one is help customers help themselves help customers to help themselves. 
That's yeah. where, yeah. So digital platform, self-service. That's where we are all going now. When they can help themselves, they don't need you. Well, well, that's a debatable matter because okay. you know now we live in a self-service age. Okay. So banks are telling you to get the mobile app, get mm. the internet web service because when you increasingly involve customers in creating their own service outcomes, your brand becomes stronger and stronger and stronger because you are doing three things. One, you are removing the human interface, mm. which can be erratic at times. So your brand doesn't suffer any damage through, due to some rude teller or some rude uh, gas station attendant. Okay. Number two, customers feel like they are in charge of the service delivery process because they are going themselves, they are transferring the money themselves, they are checking the balances themselves, they are monitoring their own expenditure, they are not calling anybody for bank balance. So they feel they are in charge of the service delivery. Number three, most digital platforms allow you to track customer behavior. So mm. it gives you a good sense of their spending, their secrecies, the things they are doing. So you feed back into your planning to ensure that given their behavior on your various platforms, this and this and this is what we need to do to delight them. So that's the blessing of helping customers to help themselves. So we need to do a lot of digitization, use electronic channels, and basically mm. get them to come along. So when companies are investing hundreds of millions of dollars into digital platform, really, yeah. it's not just a fad. It's mm. actually a very good thing because one of the key benefits in terms of brand building is that you are helping customers to help themselves. Fantastic. So um, we can go, if you like, into what we now call branded customer service and i'll take you through a four-step evolution regarding where customer service has come from and where it should be going i wish we could do that but we've run out of time we can do that in the and next session and yes. it's good it's good yes. so please you have to come back next week yes please same time yes to please. get information on how customer service has evolved and where we are now absolutely we'll save all of that for next week yes please but then thank you so much prof for your time yes please. i don't know how you make 30 minutes slide so <laughs> yes please. yes please. so 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 quickly thank you so much prof henson uh, Professor Robert Ebohinsing is the Pro Vice Chancellor for Ghana Communications Technology University with over 24 years of experience in customer service, uh, customer service industry and also an author of many books in that regard. So catch you same time next week. Please keep your dial locked here. And this has been another episode of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Michael Obodu. Let's connect on Twitter at M Obodu. If you want to listen to this tape again, please go on our SoundCloud account and just search for City Business Edition. You'll find it there and you can soak all the great information that has been shared here. Catch you same time next week. Stay safe, stay informed and bye-bye. I can see all your joy I can see the world for you and no one. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. The, the City Breakfast Show. Time for kickoff here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. In the headline, Sports Minister Mustafa Yusuf says government will not airlift funds to the Qatar 2022 World Cup with taxpayers' money. And the Ghana Premier League end the, 
English Premier League enter the final round of matches before the World Cup. Let's begin with the Sports Minister Mustafa Yusuf and he says government has no plans to airlift funds to the Qatar 2022 World Cup with taxpayers' money. According to the minister, the decision has been necessitated after the current economic hardship Ghana is facing. Mustafa Yusuf was speaking during a presentation from Goldfields Ghana of $300,000 to support the Black Stars World Cup campaign. In view of the current economic situation we have found ourselves, the government will not be using consolidated fund to fund anybody to, as a supporter to Qatar. But what we will do, as historically you know, we will continue to rely on corporate Ghana to support us so that we can get some few supporters to support our national team. Sports Minister Mustafa Yusuf speaking there. GFA President Keto Kriku was speaking at the same uh, presentation. He has declared the team's readiness for the tournament. Ghana is expected to play Switzerland in their final international friendly next Thursday before the World Cup commences on Sunday, November 20. I have also asked for the prayers of the entire nation. We've been to the chief imam. We've been also to the Christian faith. And I think that as a country, we are ready. We're looking forward to not only making this relationship a good one, but hopefully beyond this, like I was hinted by my chief director, would even go further and enter into a symbiotic relationship that will be a win-win for all of us. That was GFE President Keto Kriku speaking there. Black Stars head coach Otuado is expected to announce his 26-man squad for the World Cup on Monday, November 14 at 11 a.m. The team is also expected to open camp in Abu Dhabi on Monday to begin preparations for the competition. The Ghana Premier League will enter its final round before the World Cup. That will be match with six action on Friday. That is later today. Legon City will take on Accra Great Olympics in the Accra Derby. Tamale City will take on Brekum Chelsea and Ken Faisal will host Kotoku Royals on Saturday. Midyama will host Asante Kotoko in Takwa on Sunday. Will be RTU against the Diana Stars. Beijing United against um, Accra Lions. There will be in Swatraman FC taking on Dreams FC. Samatex will host BBNE Gold Stars and Accra Hearts of Folk will take on. Carella, newer hearts of folk will mark their 111th anniversary today. The Phobians will hold a press conference and commissioning of a new hearts of folk supporters liaison office at 10 a.m. The Women's Premier League, that's the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League, also enters March the 6th this weekend. The Northern Zone will see Pearl Pier Ladies take on Tamale Super Ladies. Prison Ladies will host Northern Ladies. Dreams Ladies will take on Ashtown Ladies. Fabulous Ladies will take on Supreme Ladies. Candy Soccer Academy will take on Ampim Dagwan Ladies. In the Southern Zone, Thunder Queens will host Ladies Strikers. Army Ladies play host to Hazakes Ladies. Police Ladies will take on Faith Ladies. Rich City will take on Soccer Intellectuals. And a Siam Socrates uh, will take on Berry Ladies. There was some Carabao Cup action last night. Manchester United came from behind twice to beat Aston Villa 4-2 at home. Marcus Rashford was on target. The English Premier League enters match week 16 this weekend. That will be the final round of matches before the World Cup break. On Saturday, Manchester City, they will host Brentford. There will be Bournemouth against Everton. Liverpool will play host to Southampton. Nottingham Forest will take on Crystal Palace. Tottenham Hotspur will host Leeds United. West Ham United will take on Leicester City. Newcastle will take on Arsenal. And Wolves will close out Saturday's action at home against um, Arsenal. 
Uh, there will be Sunday uh, games, two games on Sunday. We'll see Brighton take on Aston Villa and Fulham will play host to Manchester United. Leicester City midfielder James Madison, he has been included in England's 26-man squad for the World Cup in Qatar. Manchester United forward Marcus Rashford, a Newcastle striker Caelan Wilson, Manchester City fullback Kyle Walker and Arsenal defender Ben White have also been included in the squad. But AC Milan centre-back Fikayo Tomori, Brentford striker Ivan Tony, and West Ham forward Gerard Bowen miss out while Manchester United's Harry Maguire makes the squad. England manager Gareth Southgate has been explaining why some players were chosen and others weren't. We've picked um, our more experienced defenders and we think that at this moment in time the younger ones have got some really good qualities but we don't think they've quite done enough to push the more experienced ones out and we think the tournament we're going into and the level of the matches that, that needed to be the pecking order. Uh, I think we, we know um, within the squad we've got a lot of players that we know have been to tournaments, have performed at the level, know what's required. Um, we've got other players who are playing well, who are in um, form right at this moment, and we've got to balance all of that when we're picking our team. As I said earlier, he's playing exceptionally well. We like the fact that he finds those pockets of space, he gets turned, he plays forward. Not enough players play forward in this day and age. Um, and, of course, his set-play delivery is outstanding. And he can score goals from distance, which against low-block defences is, is another attribute that is a little bit different to some of our other players. We're excited by the group. We think there's a lot of exciting talent within it. But the whole group have got to come together. You know, there's a lot of challenges. It's a unique situation for everybody, this tournament, the timing of it, and, and the obstacles just to get to this point medically as much as anything. So we've got to adapt better than everybody else in this, in this coming period. That was England manager Gareth Southgate bringing an end to kick off here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. For more sports news, visit citysportsonline.com. Kickoff was brought to you by the Shell. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The, the City Breakfast Show. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. <laughs>
once a week. Sorry when we part and we glad when we meet. I know we only do that say once a week. I know you know we are occupied. From our love life, things has been denied. Many feelings hide, many tears of cried. But on the weekend, that must be rectified. This is the City Breakfast Show, live on your down 97.3 FM. It's City Breakfast Show on it all. See me, I see. See me, I see. Sounds of Tony Rebel and Queen Latifah, the chord is one uh, weekend left. I remember the first time I heard this song. This came out in the 90s, right? I remember I watched it on television. What song is this? Yeah. You know, because then, the, my first interaction with Queen Latifah, I saw her rapping. So it was a little of, of a shock. Just hear her singing. On the song. I was like, wow. She She's a really double threat. Good. She sings so well. Wow. Yeah, Queen Latifah <laughs> sings. She sings, she raps. I mean, she acts. You know, yeah. she's, she's so, so, so talented. Yeah. Can send your messages on 0549-986-996. Earlier, Daniel Quentin brought us kickoff. Kickoff was uh, powered by Lecheho. That's a director from the Bank of Ghana. The Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. Visit any Lecheho branch to update your records today so that you can be served faster and better. You can send a WhatsApp message on 574 or call 0302-208-333. The Cheho Let's Improve Lives. And a new Norwich season is here. Malta Guinness is inviting you to watch and support the goodness in women's football with the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League. Follow every pass, tackle and goal as our ladies add some style to follow your passion for football. Follow the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League on our social channels. Hashtag Malta Guinness WPL and watch the matches live on Max TV every week. Now, if you're an enterprise customer, this recognition is for you. The recent accolades we've received are indicative of the huge role you play in our business as we continue to serve you better in the prestigious Ghana Club 100. Four of our subsidiaries, Enterprise Insurance, Enterprise Life, Enterprise Trustees, and Acacia. Then their respective man, um, respective positions as top companies, again, in the recent CIMG Awards. Enterprise Insurance was retained was retained in the CIMG Hall of Fame for the sixth street year. Enterprise Life was adjusted a life insurance company of the year and Enterprise Trustees, the corporate trustees company of the year. We dedicate these awards to you, our valued customers. Dream big with us. Enterprise is your advantage. And Richoco, your favorite cocoa beverage made from the finest Ghanaian cocoa, is back. 
with the national essay competition. A total of 100,000 Ghana cities in cash prizes is up for grabs to all junior high and upper primary pupils. To participate, write an essay describing five things you would like to see to help improve access to basic education in Ghana. Essays must be handwritten and no less than 750 words for junior high pupils and 600 words for upper primary pupils. Submit your essay along with empty packs of either Richoco 1 kilogram or 500 grams or five packs of Richoco 20 grams and complete the contact information and send to selected vantage points across the country. Deadline for submission is 19th November. Visit the Cadbury Richoco Facebook and Instagram pages for more details. And you stand to gain more when you bank at GCB. GCB, your largest bank, is giving salary account customers more in the GCB Gain More promo. At GCB, you stand to gain more, so switch or open a GCB salary account today. When we say more, we mean you can get up to 300,000 Ghana CDs as a loan at a competitive interest rate, and you repay in 60 months at reduced upfront fees. You pay no monthly fees for six months. Remember, the promo lasts until April 2023. GCB, your bank for life. A few birthday messages coming in on 0549-986-996. Happy birthday to John Viga. John Viga, senior sports journalist. Happy birthday to you, senior. John Viga, a.k.a. Viga Man. Yeah, happy birthday to you, John Viga. Godfrey, you know today's John Viga's birthday? Uh. Yep. Happy to, to the Vigor man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, the, the chief linguist of this. Oh. <laughs> and a good morning to Mrs. Mary Perpetua Jangma. She will this happy day today. A happy 50th birthday from everyone at Primus Advertising. We wish her many happy returns for today. May God continue to bless her with good health and a sound mind in Jesus' name. She's a woman they say so yeah mrs mary perpetua jangma happy 50th birthday from everyone at primus advertising and i'd also like to send a belated happy birthday to yeo Ziobeton, who is the md of fan milk okay. ghana yesterday was his birthday happy birthday yeo uh fellow scorpio he's a great 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 guy and this is also coming from everybody at fan milk ranstina everybody at fan milk is wishing him a very very happy birthday and i'm co-signing as well okay and this one says happy birthday to you mr solomon okule uh, may you be blessed with many years from your lovely wife children and all classmates of 91 year group of saint thomas aquinas secondary school mm. so mr okule is an old tom uh, all right nice. and then let me uh, send congratulations to mommy do say being called to the bar today this is ah. uh, uh bar. from your brothers uh kwabna kk benny uh, everybody in the family uh, happy day today, my um, And of course, Koki, this is what you have to do the honors. Yeah. Your crowd has to focus 100 yeah. See, today. See. Sing. I will happily do that. Here's the thing Accra has a book. It's not just a birthday. It is the 111th mm-hmm. birthday of Accra Hearts of Oak. Yeah. 111. And remember they were found on November 11. Yep. So it's all ones to do. Yeah. It's 11, 11, wow. 111. Yeah. This is historic. For me, there should be like a parade today. There should be like a whole celebration. Do you understand? Like, uh, 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 Bernardino, co-sign with me here. Like, 
it's, yeah. you won't you won't get this again. This not yeah, all the ones true. in sequence like that. Do you understand? Like this, I feel like they should capitalize on this from a marketing perspective and really get the fan base get you know geared up like. People should be celebrating Accra House of Oak today. Me, I'm still waiting for my my new jersey. Felix Romark, please, good morning. I, I've <laughs> been waiting for my jersey to come. The new one. It hasn't come yet. Please, Felix, do the honors. That is why the birthday spirit is not entering. They've been sharing my video, though. That's nice. The one Michael and I recorded with That's the song. But we're going to re-record it. So, yeah. Happy birthday, Accra House of Oak. Happy birthday, Accra House of Oak. 111. That's great. Yeah. Not a lot of institutions get to be 111. Yeah. Especially in this country. Especially it's the, it's the oak tree. You see you. The oak tree. Powerful. <laughs> Very powerful. I think they could have done more with this day. Mm. Accra Hat. It's not, it's not too late, actually. Mm. Yeah. 111 Hat. years. Yeah. It should anyway, be a so whole a thing. More congratulations. Uh, Rich Sky called to the bar today. Yeah. Yeah. FO Sky. And I, I don't even know how he, he got, <laughs> you know, yesterday, this guy called me in panics, like, mm. he's sleeping and his phone is ringing, that people said he has signed absolutely some document that he doesn't know anything about, yeah. so, I know, even though he's a media person, sometimes you need media help, mm-hmm. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, how do you stop a rumor that's flying around with your phone number on the document yeah. that you didn't author? So it, it's very serious. And, you know, something I saw today that I thought was interesting, there was a story that police had arrested two people for spreading false news. Mm. And I'm really, I think we should follow that story to try and understand what type of charge this they've put up against the people mm. and how they will treat the evidence. Because okay. the, the, the claim is that they have published some stories around the Bank of Ghana going to exchange people's dollar accounts for CDs, which led to panic. So apparently the police say that that was what led to some of the CD depreciation in October. Mm. And they are trying to essentially make an example of those two bloggers. All right. Now, I'm bringing this to say that there are, there are times where genuine news breaks on social media, uh-huh. but there are also times where people just lie. And the thing about creating a news portal is that you could create a news portal, give it any name, and then say... And then they, I mean, you can just say something. Netanyahu is something. You know, by the time you decide to come round and this, it's already gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel we, we need to. I mean, we, we we want media freedom, but we also know there's a lot of mischief and lies on mm-hmm. social media. Yeah, and it happens. You know, and f- for me, we should we should also aggressively call out lies. Yes. You know, and in and in this particular case, somebody just put Richard Sky's number Charlie. on a document, and he was trending number one. Two, three yesterday, and I can see over eighty percent of people who don't even care if it's true or not. Yeah, the fact oh, yeah, that yeah. he's been insulted and the fact that his name is out there and the fact that some people don't like him means that once he's been accused that's of something, it's true. Yeah. And for me, that's that's wrong. And you see, we yesterday read a story and said that the newspaper industry yeah. was under threat. We need to think about the whole attack on truth. Yes. Okay. The more people spread lies the more difficult it is for this industry to survive. So we should be very interested, particularly when people who claim to be journalists, Mm -hmm. some of them say they are bloggers, some say they are citizen journalists, and they don't verify, they don't go through the basic protocols for putting out information. And they can defame you, they can destroy you. And we think, well, they are not real journalists, so it doesn't matter. It matters. It does. It matters because now newspapers can't make any money. Mm -hmm. All the people are moving to social media platforms and the social media platforms has to have some proper regulation or self, we the people in it who are journalists, we need to find a way of letting people distinguish between the lies and the truth. Because when your reputation is put out there and people are insulting you and bashing you, it's for me, 
it's really sad that there, there, there isn't any proper way of ascertaining. And there's also no sort of retribution. No. You know, it's a serious thing. It is. That you can just do such a thing and then go out. We don't even know who put it out. No. And the, the truth never flies as much as the false rumor oh, yeah. does. Never. I mean, even if somebody comes to retract or it, it will never get attraction. Yeah. And then the other thing that, that worries me is that the, the, the police have not been interested. For, for me, it seems as if each time such a thing happens and the police get interested, inevitably it's a bit of a political type of story. So it's like you've gone to say this about politicians. About, yeah. I think that the police should be interested in letting all of us know what the protocols are for ascertaining whether somebody has spread false news or not because that law about spreading false news a lot of people are not even happy with the way it was couched and i feel it should not even be necessarily applied in a political sense because there's a lot of anonymity and somebody can create a portal and, and, down down, yeah, and then just, pull it down after two days and disappear and then, yeah, you know so we should be interested in that those who say they like the truth should be concerned when falsehood is pushed aggressively and it's something we've not cracked yet. The whole media space, how to make money. <clears throat> I mean, look at look at graphic. I always tell you that there's there's an index. If I were a, a proper economist, you I would look create, at the size of I would the create a newspaper weight index, and I'll the say the weight to you of that, the paper. Yeah, if you if if you look at the size of the the nations daily, yeah, it's very light. It's not that there's no, no news. There's no money. But I do know there's no business. There's no advert. Yeah, and this is one of the most iconic. Uh, media institutions in the country training some of the best people. We should all be concerned. Anybody who is interested in securing our democracy should be concerned that the media houses are no longer viable economically yes. because that makes them susceptible to bribery, that makes them susceptible to supporting bad business and all kinds of things. And we in the media, we should, we, you know, we talk about a lot of people, we don't talk about our own problems. We, right. need, we need to discuss. Even look at radio. You're right. Radio. TV. Charlie. We are in a very, very difficult Traditional situation. Traditional media is... is but, and the, the thing is, traditional media, I dare say, mm. generally is more credible. I, I, I mean, as far as the effort that is taken to fact check, to verify, to some degree, we go the extra mile because without credibility, you're, you're dead in this business. Do you understand? So the, the, it's this battle against the power of social media and the speed with which news spreads there. Something you were talking about, the, nation, the nation's newspaper, Daily Graphic, for instance, yeah. they are struggling. Okay. They don't get anything from government, even though they're an SOE. Yeah. They do not get any, but they, they, yeah. they live on IGF. Yeah. Um, if they have to send people out to cover things, that comes out of their pocket. They import this newsprint. Mm-hmm. Normally from Russia, apparently. And because of the issues there, ah. it has become extremely expensive. The ink, everything they use to make this paper, they bring in. The quality is what they look for. And according to them, that's what they get the best quality you mm-hmm. know, from importing it. So that cost alone has gone up because, of course, they've got to pay in dollar for that. The inflows are going down. Even though the paper still trumps their online platform, and they say they still have a strong brand, they're over seventy years old, but they are struggling. I know what's the irony, okay? Uh, yeah. Even though people are not reading newspapers as much, and they are, they are sort of moving to new media platforms, the new media platforms are not making that much money. So cracking the new media code, and it's funny, even globally, some of the big platform companies. If you look at their financials for the past couple of years, they haven't made that much money. money. Which is why Elon Musk taking over Twitter is thinking about how to crack the new yeah. media code. Yeah. For, for me, I feel for journalists who are in like management and also in practice, it's a very difficult situation okay. because ideally, you shouldn't be thinking about money, right? So there are these situations like a BBC. 
it's a public service. You're doing your journalism and it's paid for, and you're 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 providing a social good. Yeah. But if you have to combine that with a business model that needs adverts, yes. it's very, very constraining. Especially yeah. in this time where companies are spending less. Yes. So you're not getting as many adverts because yeah. companies are looking at their bottom line thinking, listen, mm. we can't afford to pay for the airtime or the, the full page ad mm. in graphic or, you know, th- that, but that has all shifted. Social media sometimes offers cheaper advertising, mm-hmm. but is it as effective? And we don't, don't even know. We if, don't even know if the biz, the social media, uh, the, the new media businesses are even viable mm-hmm. as standalones. And this is not just mm-hmm. a Ghana problem. So I feel the journalists, you know, globally, it's a lot of conversation about fake news and things. Yeah. I think in Ghana, our main concern is about how to be viable and credible, mm-hmm. because there's always this tension between being a sustainable business and also being an independent media house yeah because one of the things journalists need to do is that you must be independent from those you cover so there's a certain independence you need from politics from business hmm. and big business can be as bad as bad government do you understand mm-hmm. i mean so for me it's a major threat and i don't know wh- what when next the media fraternity in ghana is meeting well but these are the things they should be thinking about because globally the agenda but didn't we see the GGA awards no, GGA are going to be taking place yeah. tomorrow I mean let's hope yeah, that I some of know, these what, issues what, what, what was the theme what are they discussing I've been ah. out of the system for a while <laughs> so <laughs> but, Godfrey, you, you know this better than I do that even with international organizations trying to crack the African media space it's very difficult mm-hmm. and let's not think that the democracy we have will reinvent itself mm-hmm. a democracy has certain pillars one of which is a strong credible independent media if you don't have that there's i mean imagine if yesterday we didn't watch what happened in parliament if we couldn't follow all the things that was were going on to form a, a, a an opinion for ourselves if we couldn't be given an eye in parliament so a lot of people take a free independent media for granted mm-hmm. a lot of times people just think about free Mm-hmm. Media is just not to be free. Now, that freedom is not just the freedom to say what you want, but it's also the freedom to be able to pay your people's salaries so that they don't have to go and collect money from somebody. That's also freedom. So you can say anything you want, but if you don't, if you if you cannot be paid, you are not free. Yeah. So I feel that we in the media and all those who love civil society, a lot of times civil society come and say, "Oh, media can't give us airtime, can't give us." And I say, civil society, that imagine doing your work without media. Imagine the good work that the guys who did the platform thing did yesterday mm. and it wasn't ventilated by media or those who are doing good governance, local government advocacy, there's no media. Mm-hmm. How are they going to reach the people? So all the well-meaning proponents of democracy must be concerned about the state of media in Ghana, the issues of professionalism, the, the nature of social media and the way news is spread and the quality of journalism the quality of journalism that is practiced. And good journalism must be nurtured and supported and trained. Good journalists are not born. They are trained. I was trained for four years at Radio Universe. I was how to write a story. Okay, I spent probably one third of my time on campus learning journalism under Alaji. Right, you, you have to, and when I came here, I was also trained for, it wasn't like you just get up and become a journalist. And, if our society is to advance, we must we, we need intelligent, well trained, well paid journalists employed by independent, viable media entities. And if our major graphic Charlie. is hustling, what to, what will happen to the rest of us? 
Bernardino, you know, you're taking me back to... What will happen to the rest of us? To uh, the speech you gave a few so years ago. Yeah, was it the CDD platform? Where you gave that speech about media in Ghana. And you spoke about... What, yeah, how, yeah, many, yeah, how many yeah, media yeah. houses was it you came up with? Yeah, Five, yeah. It was some oh, yeah. ridiculous... Yeah. I think the state has a role to play hmm. in creating an enabling environment that supports media houses of a certain quality and standard, mm. right? As opposed to giving licenses to anyone who can pay for one. I think, I mean, when you look at most, you know, if you, the US, the UK, there are certain media houses, you know, you can count them on your hand. You can count NBC, ABC, CBS. Mm. But you know, these are the big boys. You know, these are the... Mi- and they have that kind of power and growth because they've been allowed to grow they've they've built that credibility over the years mm. and it, it's not by accident because of that we're all glued to these particular networks when there's any kind of major breaking story because we know we're going to get credible news from them we know the standard that that they they give us i feel as though in a way the 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 media landscape has become a bit I don't want to say a bit of a joke, but it's it's become a bit too easy to 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 enter that yeah. that sector. What, what, a bit what, too what, much. what happens is that you see, you use the word the state, but what happens in Ghana is that when a party wins power, hmm. they distribute particularly authorizations for electronic media houses to party apparatus. It, it's wrong. Some of whom do not have a proper vision or understanding of what the media is supposed to be. Now, I know that in most countries, I mean, okay, I won't say most countries. In some countries, yeah. you can have political people own media mm-hmm. but the investment so i'll give an example yes. yesterday i was invited to the the graduation of two cohorts of something called the bloomberg media mm-hmm. um in africa initiative so michael bloomberg's bloomberg has given 10 million dollars to train business journalists in africa I started in south africa it went on to nigeria and kenya and now it came to ghana i was really one of the lecturers on that program so in 2019 2020 we trained about 100 business journalists now this is one successful business in the U.S. that has decided that it wants to support quality business journalism on the African continent, right? Now, think about the quality of money that is put into Bloomberg. Think about Michael Bloomberg. For all his faults, Mm -hmm. he found a man called Matt Winkler, who was a really good writer in the New York Times. He got him to become his editor. Now, they've written a way of covering markets. Now, if Bloomberg writes a story about an economy, it's factual, it's analytical, it's solid. It's a huge organization. My question is, where are the equivalents? Who's building those here? All right. We always say, well, in Africa, our story is not being told. CNN and all these things. You think CNN didn't just get up because somebody's... Mm. If you look at the amount of money Tetena put into CNN, yes. if you look at the amount of money... And here, even if we put money in the media, we don't want them to be strong and independent. That's my point. See, and the thing is that it can't be viable if there isn't a culture of excellence that runs over the years. That's it. Okay, so the fact that you have a lot of money and you get people to come and write stories to favor your side doesn't necessarily make them viable. And, you know, the more credible the media house is, the better they are in getting the democracy to work. And I feel on, on this in this part of the world, we really pay lip service to quality media. Right? We don't really value it. And even, for example, for, for a long time, people ask me and Godfrey and things, why are you doing this work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Oh, still. Oh. oh, so what else do you... Oh, so is this... It's like, it's I got asked that question by one of my lecturers um, from grad school. Mm-hmm. He met me at a program and said, what are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> why are you but you see, this is my point. These are people who always say that society should advance. We need quality journalism and all of this. But if you think about countries that have a strong 
functioning democracy. The media is highly respected. The, it's, 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 journalists are not paid the best anywhere in the world, but they are able to attract some of the best minds because the platform is big. All right. Here we see media as a, a way of bringing our favorite people to power and keeping them in power or removing the people we don't like out of power. So it's always like politics, shouting. Yeah. You get, you get me? And I, I don't think that's what the media is supposed to be about. Mm. There's all, all the, I mean, important things, health conditions, you know, prisons, state of our prisons, our roads. But if the, if the thing can't pay for itself, if somebody doesn't have petrol money, how will he be fighting for people living in kiosks? Mm. He himself is thinking about what to, when to spend to pay, pay school exactly. fees. I'm just urging Ghanaian society to realize that we are doomed if our media remains the way it is because there is no way you can have civilized discourse to, 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 to fuel a democracy with a low quality, unprofessional, poorly paid mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. And we must be concerned. And this uh, is it's not everything you say, government, government. It's because the government is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. People who have money, well-meaning institutions, must think of ways of investing the right resources into media. And the media owners themselves must also invest in training of their people. Because a journalist is only as good as his training. The fact that he has the mic and is hosting a morning show does not make him an authority. So there's this uh, uh, perception people have that because I am a journalist, it means I know. You don't know. You know, ignorance can also be amplified. So the fact that you've been given a pen to write or been given a mic to speak mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily then increase your quotient of wisdom. <laughs> it only exposes the level of knowledge you have. So, just putting somebody on air is not good enough. Alright? We have a lot of... And all of us here, probably nobody was trained as a journalist. You were trained in languages. He was... You were trained in what? I was trained in journalism when I went to China. So. <laughs> but in your undergrad, what did you do? I did theater as political science masters. I did international relations. Oh, so you you learned journalism at the, but you started doing journalism before you went to China. Yes. And you, what did you do? I did music and theater. Okay, I was trained on the job, mm-hmm. but I studied economics. Me too, on right? the job. And that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. I am. I, I think a couple of things are necessary. We need a very big conversation about viable independent media in Ghana, mm-hmm. bringing all the forces together. So GJA Media Foundation all the academics and the industry players, GIBA, let's have a conversation about how do we sustain the industry and economically as well because of where the economy is. I always say that media is also always a secondary industry. So we are not like steel producers. We depend on business. So if the financial institutions are not doing well, if the civil society are not doing well, we can't do well. So we need to have a conversation about how to create viable independence and have independence in actuality. You know, a lot of media are exposed to just one or two advertisers. Mm. And if there's a bad story about the advertiser, I can't write it. Because, I mean, do you understand me? And, and for me, this is not... A, see, a lot of time people think it's a problem for us. We can all get other jobs and do. Oh, yeah. Okay? <laughs> and we are not... You know, yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine, and she, she was saying that, oh, as for you, I know that you there. I said you there, you, you can't do anything. It's just media you do. Oh. And I said, you be there. Really? <laughs> yeah, because they, because that's when, the perception. When they hear the way, yeah. when they hear the way we are passionate about the job, they think that 
we are doomed to be journalists, yeah. and that's all we we can do. It's, yeah. Oh. A lot of our friends have moved into um, <laughs> other places, civil society. Yes. They've moved into corporate communications, mm-hmm. banking. If it was just for money, a, a lot of them are earning a lot more money than us. Yeah. But I feel that you know, it's a privilege. It's an important job. Somebody has to do it. It's it's valuable. You got, you got my point. It, the fact that you can research, have access to important people, question them on behalf of citizens. It's powerful. If people in the trotro are listening to you, question your minister of agri, asking questions about his program and put subject him to str- it is it's, it's very powerful, you know. So it's not the money. But the fact that I can put somebody on a cookie will say, Mr. Minister, on 25th October, you made this promise. It's been three months. How come we haven't seen anything from you? And he'll fumble. And then you will refer him to the Constitution. And then somebody will say, yes, this is the question we want to ask. So that next time he's coming to see before, he'll prepare better. He can't come and lie to you. That's what media is about. It's not about putting some pictures on Facebook, looking good, getting girls. You know, like, no! <laughs> you know, so, I, I don't know. Very interesting. I mean, just, yeah, just sharing, just having a chat, really. Anyway. In this day and age where rent charges are astronomical, cost of land for building is skyrocketing and landlords are giving tenants wahala, owning a decent, uh, affordable home is not a luxury but a necessity and Ugo Flip is here to make the home ownership journey realistic, fun and more affordable than you can imagine. Now, Ugo Flip is a realistic gaming company that rewards houses as prizes in three easy steps log on to ugoflip.com register with your phone number or email address buy as many tickets as possible and you stand a chance of winning a house at pram pram or weekly game prizes or any of the many consolation prizes now even if you don't win the ultimate prize which is always a house ugo flip will reward you with loyalty points equivalent to three dollars per ticket these points when accumulated may be used as a down payment towards buying your next home with us or other affiliated property developers Apollonia City is inviting you to the 2022 edition of their family day. It's happening this Saturday at the Adumwa place located at the heart of Apollonia City. If you want to go, buses are at the Accra Mall from 8 a.m. Come and network with other like-minded execs and business owners and take a tour of their futuristic city, which is Accra's newest $250 million city equipped with a state-of-the-art infrastructure. Coming up next is Your Money. Your Money is brought to you by CBG. And CBG is saying we stand with you. Alright, so what I'll say is that Monitoring this past two weeks and the SEC's directive to mark to market, one thing became very clear to me. A lot of people don't understand investment. They don't understand finance. They don't understand things like compound interest. They don't understand the way the interest rate works. If you spent one month acquiring financial education, that is proper financial education, it's probably the most important thing, second most important thing you do. Mm. So, Educate yourself financially. Understand how the markets work. Don't invest in anything you don't understand. If you can't explain it to your 12-year-old or 8-year-old, you don't understand it. So, 
Don't assume that because you heard the word compound interest, you know how it works. Go to a financial. As I sit here, I have a guy who advises me on money. There's a guy I have, I won't mention his name now. When something happens on the economy, I call him and he's a banker. He explains to me. Even though I have a first class in economics, I still need somebody to explain these things to me. So, your money, understand the way the financial system works. Because you can't make money out of a system that you don't know. I so like the fact it. that just just giving your money to a company and saying go and make your investment, they said they'll give me twenty percent. No, so I'm okay. That, that's not yeah. how. That's, okay. You, you have to you have to understand the way it works. Let him explain to you how he's going to turn around the money for you. Yeah. What he's going to put the money into. Don't just invest because they say invest. Otherwise, you wake up one day with a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is so listen to the City Breakfast Show. You can send in your messages on 0549-986-996. 11th of November 2022. Now for the for the lovers of history and those type of things, today's Remembrance Day. So if you tune in to watch Premier League and you see the players with some red thing on their shirt, today's the reason why they wear it. It's Remembrance Day to remember all the people who have died in the wars of mm. the world so mm. that's just for the history of aficionados just want to say something as, as well just it's unrelated but you know this week they are they have about 80 percent of all the lawyers who wrote have, have passed which is good and then also some doctors were inducted recently right so we have new doctors and new lawyers mm. so i am saying that every profession is thinking about how to survive so the legal profession is trying hard in the past four or five years, they've had all these issues with failures and things. And you can say, yes, they, 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 are, they are trying to control a number of lawyers in the system or whatever they are doing. Mm-hmm. They are having a conversation among themselves what they want to do. All right? Doctors last week, GMA released a report and said, oh, uh, 90% of doctors in Ghana said they would prefer to leave. leave. To leave. So they're having a conversation about their welfare. And I feel the media also to talk about our welfare. Yes. You know? What makes you a professional is there's a, a system of um, standards that you hold accountable. And for me, you see how you see how GMA is very jealous when they see some quack doctor in some yes. place doing yeah, some procedures. So like there's some guy doing some procedures in some place, then they'll go and say, the GMA or the co- College of Physicians will zero in, they go with the police, they say no, we cannot allow these guys to infiltrate. If you're an engineer as well, yes, I'm not, I'm not sure they do it the same way that drastically, but I'm sure every now and again, when you put engineers on, they say, Charlie, you can't just go and build a, a house without an engineer and then kind of blame us. So you, you just put some two by four pencils on a contractor. So I emceed an engineer's program a few months ago and they were very concerned about how people just give 
contracts to people who have no business doing contracts yeah. and then they give us bad roads and things. You can say the same about the lawyers. They're like, you know, you can't come and call yourself a lawyer and doing ABCD. We don't agree with everything they are trying to do. Mm-hmm. My point is that if somebody creates some blog, of course, the industry is different. We are going to a But somebody purports to be a journalist. He goes online and is just telling lies. Who's calling him out? Who's fact-checking those guys? It's our business because the, once you damage the truth business, you don't have a job. If we don't know, why do people listen to us? It's because what we say makes sense or is true. Now, if you are in a society that there's no real standard of truth, then you are not, you are, you and the gong gong beta are the same. <laughs> so we professionally, we must have some professional pride. Now, the, the difficulty with our job is that you can have different professions who practice media work. So a lot of people see it as a secondary job. You can be a lawyer and do journalism. You can be a doctor and do journalism. But there are some people who have to be seen as the vanguard of protecting the industry. Right? And this industry is all I've done my whole life. And I'm concerned about the uncertainties with it. Platform revolution, mm-hmm. business model revolution. <laughs> oh, Charlie! Reach being eroded. And for me, at the heart of that is a journalists and their independence and professionalism. Because society still needs journalists. I was coming, listening to Obodo interview uh, Hinson, yeah. tuned to the BBC briefly. A report in New Zealand. The way they even write. It's like, you know, there was some Aboriginal guy who had been beaten with iron rod and he died. The way they tell the story. Mm-hmm. And I listened to Peter Kocha interview the Malawi president. I said, this is a great job. Put a president there, have facts, ask him questions. I'm like, wow, I'm sitting in Ghana, listening to Peter Kocha interview a Malawi president about COP27 and the hypocrisy of the West. And I'm like, yes, this is it. What are we doing to create the next Peter Kocha's? What are we doing? If we have a society where there aren't journalists who can hold leaders to account, we are doomed. We are, you, and you see, when your industry, when things start going bad in your community, that's when you realize that media is important. Then you send Kukui a text. This road has not been done. It's, it's a little snippet of what needs to happen on the national level. A lady sent me a long text two days ago. Plant, if I read you, her money with some bank, something, something from the oh, oh, yeah. 2018 yeah. thing. She hasn't been paid. Potholes on the road. And I said, Madam, I am not your girl. Why are you worrying me this morning? Don't you know I'm mourning? Because she knows you're a credible journalist and you get results. She, should be, she should be concerned things. about not just me, but about who will take over from me, who's doing that internship at BNFT. Whether that person has to depend on bribes to write their story. Because if that person is not credible, your children will not even have anybody to ventilate. Because guess what? We would have, we would have politicians being politicians for a long time. <laughs> and we would need media to do our work the way we do it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So if the next generation of journalists are not being properly prepared for the task ahead, already our, our politics, people are even fed up with our politics. People are even fed up. There is not, there's a difference between the way we campaign and the way we govern. Yeah. And for now, the only thing we boast of is that every four years we have elections mm-hmm. and we don't kill too many people. Mm-hmm. That's all we have. Mm-hmm. You know, the, we, are not, we are not governing, we are not being governed well. quality. Yes. I mean, I mean, I want to pick on I look at parliament. Here you are saying what? One group says the finance minister should go. Another group says you should go with both of them. I listen to them. I didn't understand. 
what is that? The other group said we don't like the vote of Senator, but we still we want, want him to go. But we don't want to see him. Meanwhile, guys, we are in we are in the most difficult economic time since probably 1983. Yeah. And yet, politics are all day, every day. All day, every day. You know, it, it's it's concerning for me. And the part for me, the I we, we can't solve all Ghana's problems, but the media has a role to play, keeping people involved and interested. Hmm. Because there are some societies people are not even interested. There are some societies people don't have the chance to even comment. Look, let's not take for granted that we can come on air and say that we disagree with the minister of Agric. Because in some countries, when you do that, the place you sleep will change. <laughs> And in the same vein, having that means that you need a quality person to man that space. Having the space is not enough. So if you just put some rascal there to kind of say it, take ten minutes. In the top, you are destroying the society. When when I was dropping the kids in school, they were listening to the radio. And imagine if Nathan was speaking bad English or playing some bad song, which happens on some. Did you get it? So it's a so you you are sitting on the radio and we are going to school and we are listening to you. So imagine if you had a bad day or you took some appetizing and came just <laughs> all kinds of, I, I, look, but you I, see, I, I, or you don't understand why you are here, uh-huh, and then all you do is open fire for whatever reason, whatever. I mean, which means the responsibility on you is very big. It's not just you have a responsibility to the future as well because somebody is listening to you mm-hmm. who's going to form their opinion about Ghana from you. From what I see, that's true. So you can't, you cannot afford not to be well prepared. You cannot afford not to be properly trained, and your employer must make sure you are also well paid. Because otherwise, you become a danger to not just your company, but to the person to listening to you. Yeah. And we have over 350 radio stations that are being opened like the way we <laughs> open restaurants. <laughs> with no systems, no structures. And we think that the fact that we have a multiplicity of platforms means that we have a proper media. It's not right. We have a lot of work to do. And I am jealous about the media because that's the profession I know. And I think well-meaning media practitioners need to start having conversations about how do we make this thing work? How do we make this thing work? What can we do to make this thing work? Because if it doesn't work, we are all, all the records we've set, and Koshis, we, those who once upon a time, there were some journalists, oh, what is that profession, Seth? <laughs> we, we have a big, and Godfrey, you, you follow international media, you know how even the guys at the large scale, mm-hmm. these guys who have disrupted us like Facebook and things, they themselves, they are not seen top that much. Yeah. Even Facebook mm. and all these guys, they've because, got, they are not seen because, it, because basically anytime there's an economic downturn, oh. every corporation cuts advertising. Advertising is the lifeblood of mm. media. Mm. Okay. Without mm. advertising, nobody does anything. Mm. You understand? And in whichever form, advertising is what most of them sell. Yeah. Okay, they're just on different ways. And subscriptions are not... You know, but, but even the subscriptions modeling, most of them not really. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why... Elon Musk is pushing his new model yeah. to try and mm-hmm. raise revenue. Mm-hmm. Better laid off 11,000 people. Can you imagine? 11,000 people lost their jobs. Just like 11, that. 11,000 people. Yeah. Twitter Ghana is... Twitter Ghana is gone. Just like that. Just like that. With the click of send button. That is it. Twitter Ghana was gone. You know? You in a year. So, there, there's a significant danger to the space we are in, both traditional and, and new. new. Mm. Based on the economic situation we find ourselves in, and also there's a every every generation comes with a push towards a new line of thinking. I think the danger we face now, the reason why we are even in more danger, is this creeping loss of independence and pluralism. Um, where I sit, I look at it from the perspective of 
the struggle is within the context where we exist, and by that, not even just necessarily Ghana, most African spaces that I've worked in, you are looking at that creeping trend where the state wants to control public media mm-hmm. and then also favors privately owned media that serves their political economic interest. Mm-hmm. And in our space, it's a significant issue. Big, big matter. Okay. It curtails mm-hmm. the quality mm-hmm. of reporting. Mm. It colors a lot of things because what can you say? What can you not say? Mm. Um, how do you look at this matter? How do you not look at this matter? They will also, squeeze you out of adverts. Yeah, also... <laughs> don't give you... Don't give you... Uh, those adverts they put in the news. You know, the newspapers have these adverts they do like need to give some adverts. And then Bernard also talks about I, I call it the chamification mm. of relationships uh-huh. where mm-hmm. a lot of journalists don't know where to draw lines. Mm-hmm. And we must hold ourselves to greater ideals, to greater mm-hmm. standards. Um, in the sense that uh Bernard is my friend. He's a political. He's a politically exposed person. Mm. I'm covering him. I'm writing his book for him. Charlie? Which I'm, means, you know, I'm doing, his, I'm doing this for. I'm his ghostwriter. I'm his, and also all his, kinds of things. So you cannot act. To, what's what, how how accountable can I hold him? Even if I am trying to, and we we have a lot of that also seeping through yeah. the space that Led we are lines between PR a, a lot. Yes, there's a significant amount of that in our space at the moment. So we are truly in a very crucial time in this mm. space mm. where even certain topics are taboo. Mm-hmm. And also because of the lack of sophistication that Bernard addressed, and I think that is key, the training, mm-hmm. even the expanding trends are not covered properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. So we still, that is why politics is such a big thing in Ghana. In other spaces where the environment is a very big issue. Yeah. Okay, Or in other spaces where they'll tell you that, okay, Children are the big mm-hmm. issue, or this or that. Gender we issues. seem to have one or two of those. There are spurts mm-hmm. of those, but the big issue, the is big issue, consistently partisan politics. is partisan politics yeah, in our space. A scandal here or there, mm-hmm. and then poof, it goes. And if you've realized, we've come to that point where a lot of the big stories, not even just in our space, but globally, if you take a look, have mm. been have been broken by small journalists and small in quotes who are not attached to big brand media houses mm-hmm. these are more niche small who don't have any links okay so mm-hmm. the stories that the big media houses sometimes they say they miss or overlook you would realize that okay this one comes in and does that kind of work mm-hmm. okay and we've seen some of that element in our space as well mm. okay so it's a really difficult period that requires for us to stick together, but also requires for us to be to recognize that we need a lot more quality. A lot more. We need a lot more strength in what we do. Mm. Because the most important part of this is if the money calls out to you and the money does call out, yeah. okay, and you do not overcome it, you do not find ways of finding balance, yeah. it, it will dilute what you do. Yes, because the 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 edge to satisfy that is always great, mm-hmm. and like I'm saying, who doesn't have economic problems? Yeah, mm-hmm. even the media house that you're working for has problems. There are media houses that are struggling to pay bills. Mm-hmm. Some have not paid their salaries since for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Most of them primarily are existing on credit. Mm-hmm. You understand? So it's is it, it, it. I I find that we are in a very mm. difficult period. 
um, to be a journalist. And we lose a lot of good people. Oh, yes. So, I don't want to mention it. Some of my friends in the media I looked up to, they will move to uh, corporate organizations, come back and go again. I was like, oh, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, every time they move, it pains me. <laughs> it's not because I am the one who employed. They don't even work for me. Sometimes I hear somebody in another radio station media, I say, oh, Charlie, now I've moved on. I say, oh, Charlie. Like, I'll tell you something. A lot of the guys we train on the Bloomberg thing, about 100 people, a lot of them have either gone on to something else or doing to PR. It breaks my heart. Like, you know, Charlie, this quality thing you've done for like two years, how to fact check, do all these things. Then Charlie, I'm not saying PR is bad, mm. but I'm like, if we could afford to keep them. And it's across. Most of them, so two things, some of them have moved to start their own small media houses, mm-hmm. which is not bad. Yes. But a good number of them have moved into PR is not journalism. It's not the same thing. Of course, but it's, 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 the, it's, it's our loss. It's the painful choice it's between it's not survival. No, no, <laughs> in no, this no. Part I'm of, not blaming them. I'm, yes, I'm I, saying I'm blaming us for not being able to keep them. Yeah. So if if look, some of them, if only we could adjust their remuneration to a point that is realistic to yes. where they are in life. Because you can tell that this guy, this guy, he really wants to be a journalist. Yeah. But Charlie, survival. It's not. You know they work. Not work. <laughs> so look, we've lost, and like the way the doctor said, they, do, they are losing people today. We have lost people to banks, to to uh, embassies, embassies, multinationals, a lot of multinational yeah. companies, that kind even of NGOs, even public. Charlie, yeah. it, it is it, for me. Development it, it, organizations. It is, it, is, it is a tragedy because. <laughs> I mean, one day, one day, when I have more freedom, I'll mention some of the names. Mm. <laughs> Hard, high-quality journalists and media practitioners who have just gotten tired mm. and just left. And not that they are old. Mm-hmm. It's not like they are old, like, you know, they want to... No, they are like, you know what? It's not working. Mm-hmm. It's something we in, in the industry should think about. We should even have a measure of our attrition rates. As, like, where are the guys? Where are the people? Where are they all? But but there's also a conversation to be had about: Do you shape the consumer audience, or does the consumer audience shape you? In terms of the retention, in ter- no, in terms of how how how, you're doing how the work. even the work gets done, and some of the challenges that have to be faced. No, you see, because you you talked about some of the excesses as we see it these days mm. in how we write in how we cover, even in how we speak, in how... So, we have, again, what's a good word? The panditocracy, Mm -hmm. as it exists Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Audiences want drama. Mm. They want storytelling. Mm -hmm. They want the news, Mm -hmm. but they want it told with a mix of spice. Mm -hmm. Audiences no longer... Yeah, audiences are no longer satisfied with you just giving them... Mm-hmm. The basics of it. So your lead, your not gaff, yeah, yeah. everything is gone. You deliver it. Mm-hmm. The audience are also telling you, well, I, I want to hear the news, but where's the oomph in the news? It's, but then you also ask your question, traditionally, is news supposed to have oomph in it? Then there's a second part about the push of audience numbers, where, again, the corporation will ask you, Okay, mm-hmm. how many people watch you? How many people mm-hmm. listen to you? Mm-hmm. Your style is not working for us. Mm-hmm. So what do I do with my style? My style is to deliver the news. My mm-hmm. style is to go out there and write a mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. But then you're told, 
well, the story that you've written, only 200 people read the story. Mm. But who are those 200 people? There might be 200 policymakers mm. as compared to 200 people. So those 200 policymakers might actually take it serious and act on it. Exactly. But then the corporation you know, is looking at, I want 100,000 people to read it. Mm. And mm. that is what I am interested in. So mm. the quality of the audience also has come to affect the quality no, yeah, the of quality output. Of work, yeah. I, I, two things. I, I agree with you that there is a general move towards more light things because generally people are tired of hard stories, politics and all that. Thing. People want drama. Mm. And because we don't have proper investment in content creation, we're unable to create a lot of solid non-news products because they are more expensive to produce. So we're talking about television. So if you, if you, if you go to DSTV and see a lot of the things they do, it's very expensive to produce. Mm-hmm. Like the thing you were in, Medics yeah. of Akra, it's very expensive Akra to produce. Medic, we, we, like we do uh, hairdressers. hairdressers. It's very, very expensive to produce mm-hmm. such things. But even with news, you see, for me, there's a balance that's required. Covered, elections are coming. People still want good quality news. Yes, they like the drama and things, but there's always a place for even in the most advanced societies, with all their Hollywood, there are still journalists who, when they speak, people listen. Yes. Because they are credible and they know their stuff. So I'm saying that, yes, the media business has its challenges with clicks and wanting people to watch entertainment, drama and things. You, you don't need to sacrifice your professionalism to make people happy. There are people... If, if they want entertainment, there are other programs that they can watch on your sh- station that will give them the entertainment. No, I'm, not, I'm not even referring to So we can't change our... New, our I'm, I'm saying that we, 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 we cannot... Two things. The need for... The, the new consumer of news... Uh, of The new consumer of, of media, mm-hmm. that consumer's needs can be satisfied not just with news and current affairs. Mm-hmm. So in the mix of things you give them, you can give them things that make them happy. Yes. But I'm saying that in the news work mm-hmm. of journalism, journalism... Yes. What is attractive is credibility, insight, mm-hmm. analytical power, yes. context. Yes. Those things will never be outmoded. No, they always hold they, sway. they will never be old fashioned. See, they, they always hold sway because that is what the work is. Those are the underlining pillars. It's fundamental to what we yes. do. You cannot remove it. But I'm also saying one of the dangers that is eroding at those pillars. Is the fact that the audience, and which I ask the question, is it a matter of we producing for them or they asking you to do this and then you do that? Because you see, it then becomes a matter of I know what is good for you. This is it. What is good for you is that I'm telling you that the news is supposed to be A, B, C, D in this regard. He's also telling you by virtue of the number of people who watch you. And then the person who supervises you pays attention to that because, like I said, essentially the media house needs money to run. Which is why, again, I made the point that in these particular economic times that we find ourselves, and if you look at the past 10 years, the trend that the media business has taken, it has become very corporate revenue heavy. Even, even the most conservative ones have angles that are shifting towards how can we make more money? How can we get more people to watch us? I have worked for platforms where essentially we started with no no limits on quotas, you know, on eyeballs. No, but we don't, if one person reads the story, it's fine, so far as it fits the standard. But it also gets to a point where the person who's actually even giving you the money tells you, okay, it's been two years of us doing this, it's fine. We were were fine then. We are not fine fine now. We want more people to see the work that we are funding. Okay, so... 
that 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 then starts generating a whole different set of conversation for a group of journalists who essentially would have been trained to do the fundamentals correctly, but now have to rethink mm. and have to reset themselves. So it's either you research yourself or you have to find another platform where you can operate independently. And I'm saying it's a significant struggle for journalists across the world these days, navigating those parts, mm-hmm. particularly in Ghana, where at the moment there is a very nuanced, there's a niche nuanced audience mm-hmm. who will accept the no frills news. But there's a lot more. Who but are there are a lot more who are looking for the oomph, the pizzazz. Yes. And there are also a lot more media when executives. You say, you, when you say oomph and pizzazz, can you, you, can, advice you, can you qualify? Yeah. You see, there's a, so are you saying that the decision maker in the news house will bring a more entertaining news reader if it will satis- if, if it will even sacrifice some rigor? Yes, because yes. the entertaining news reader gets more eyeballs than the rigorous, boring guy. Yes, yes because and there's there's significant evidence to this. Without mentioning names, those who pay attention will tell you that there's a reason why in certain markets within this country, somebody is paid two hundred thousand Ghana cities to leave and go here, because as soon as that person is that person's only call to fame. Is how the pers I know somebody who moved from our radio station because apparently his style of presenting what they call the foreign sports news is unique. Nobody does it. What is it is foreign news? <laughs> Benadabla scored the goal against Liverpool. Finished in the second minute. Nathan Kwao scored the header against Kumasi Asante Kotoko. Finished. But this person is being poached at ten times the going rate simply because the way he will tell that story of straight no frills reporting. Means that he he is more exciting. But you need to ask yourself audience. whether if you push them and pay them that amount, well, your business will make that amount. So that's the question. So we go back to the business model and who owns the business. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you, you see, and time, that's the point time is always to. the test. Because you can you can you can the market exigencies can say push him and give him three times or five times the amount because. Temporarily, he brings you there. But if you look at this by a ten-year mm. period, is that really a sustainable business? Yeah, and that is what, and I'm saying that's what we should be concerned I, about as I media managers. That is it just a question of getting the numbers for today? Mm-hmm. What are we trying to build? You need to build something that lasts. And I'm saying essentially, it will end up back at the conversation. The first one of the initial points that you made mm. about Ghana has a lot of radio stations. Too many. If you look at the per capita stations, I did a We have more than we, are, we have the highest per capita radio saturation in the world. Exactly, and it's about the business model. We also have a lot of media houses owned by people who do not understand media. Everybody sees it. it it's I think we, we have like the food joint mentality yeah. towards radio or media. Radio in particular. Yeah. Better the selling rice at the junction. So I see a queue there. So two streets after him, I'm going to start right. start selling rice. And then the other person I, continues. Some, somebody, someone called me and said he's about to retire and he has a radio station license in his village and he, he wants to know what to do with it. He wants to have a conversation with me about what to do with it. Mm, I've been asked... Uh, I wanted to flash it in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so that brings me back to my point about what role does the state play in it? issuing license? There should be some kind of standard. Some kind. That's the link. Or is it, is it supposed to be immediate? Like, who is the one to say, look, you can't just come and pay for a license because you can. There has to be. Once you can pay, don't give it to you. And that shouldn't be the case. Once you can just pay. It's about once you can pay and your interests are aligned. 
Oh, but this, but then we do. But if you look at if you look at even the TV stations now, it's not even interest alignment. Anything and everything goes. That's why they are even cutting the length. To be fair, the, you, the, the, the regulators have not done a good job at, at all. all. They've been very, basically, Bubral style. Like, we want more want stations money. to get more Why? money. Why? Whatever. So, if you can pay, whether you are some self-styled, whatever, we don't care. You, uh, there are stations Rather than protecting... TV, they are just calling little numbers. Yes. Only. So, okay, so you, an established media house that has been around for... 18, 20, 25 years with all the investment, with all, they, don't it, they don't, they will not protect you for, for to some Why degree to shield you they so that you can money. grow. They'll rather cut your reach because they want more revenue, they want more IGF. So that well, is, wouldn't that, that come with, with, with supporting the established credible media house to grow rather than they, issuing they, are, they, they Don't forget that the other things are media and other industries are also ways of legitimizing ill gotten wealth. So anyway. if somebody, hmm. and we shouldn't discount that, if somebody mm, makes mm, money mm, from mm. excess oh, okay. profits from some place mm-hmm. and wants to, to buy influence in their political party they'll, they'll and also idea. create the impression that he's making good money, he can be doing land grabbing self. But because he has a media house that's very powerful and he has employees some very credible people to host this morning show for him, he will still be doing well because he has the money. So for me, it goes back to society and what we value. That's what I'm saying that, look, we need to, decide what we want as a society do you want a credible media to help speak truth we don't want maybe you, you they, 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 we like the idea of having a nice journalist but we don't really want people who who sort of go to the bottom of issues to expose our hypocrisy as a society maybe we don't want that so we want medias in so long as it gives us it tickles us and makes us happy it gives us entertaining stuff but the real role of media in a democracy mm. that watchdog gatekeeping scorekeeping role we don't really want to do it and we've outsourced so we, we prefer media to enhance political influence to wash ill-gotten wealth make a bit of noise create controversies and trend for a few weeks and make us happy but we don't want the media to really go to the heart of what is it what are we doing as a country where are we going you know, we don't want the media to be the mirror because we don't like what we see. Mm. All right? It's good for the media to be a window through which you, you dream of going to America or what's on Super Prior to be happy and just imagine. But the media as a mirror to see, you are that man. Mm. Like, like they, said, they said to David, you are that man. We don't want that. So that's why good media will suffer, good newspapers will die, good media houses will collapse. And we'll keep on joking with ourselves and pretend that we are advancing. And after 50 years, we'll still be going to IMF to give us loans. We'll still go to G20 uh, as the off-scoring. Nobody respects us. We go to COP27. Nobody believes in us. Because we ourselves don't take ourselves seriously. If a society doesn't take itself seriously, nobody's going to take it seriously. We have to tell people that this is what we want in the world. Our place in the world has to change. But as so long as we are happy with this fake life... Hmm. This fake life that we are living and we are happy that we have some few V8s and that we can fly first class and go and do some vacation and educate our kids in Canada. And the rest of the Ghanaians can go to hell for what, for what, for all you care. And we praise them instead of condemning them because they go to our church. Then we, you know, if you are not prepared to face the reality of who you are as a society, the media cannot help you. Yeah, I, I will, I will just end this by saying with reference to where we find ourselves, this, I, I think the biggest problem is not even just 
the advertising battle. I just feel it's the it's the it's the it's the overtaking of the space by politically exposed persons. What media are supposed to do in society and the motivation for operating media? If you look at Ghana the past fifteen years or so, what has happened is the growth and understanding of political parties has become that we must control what is said in the system, the narrative. And so we have seen a significant push towards owning media. So we don't we genuinely if we are to do a proper assessment, we genuinely have very little free media if we are to look at the numbers. Without mentioning names. If you look at, and the audience know this, they know who owns what newspaper. Mm. They, they, they know, uh, and I, 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 today I, I might just go, since we are doing this, I'll just take, see. Let's take the newspaper in front of okay. me today. <laughs> Why are you doing newspapers? No, I'll take every, we'll go online as well. Yeah. yeah. So there's Daily Guide. We that know who owns first. Daily Guide. Yes. Republic Press. We know who owns Republic Press. Herald. Maybe we should tell for, for listeners. Larry Alan. We don't. We don't know. Okay. Which one? Okay. No, you, you like? I don't know who owns Republic Press, but what? What's I do. Those who, those who those know. Those who know, they know. <laughs> New Crusading Guide. Those we who know know. Who, it's been around for a very long time, though. I was, I was suffering. Yeah. Inquisitor. There. They are not making any money. Oh no! You see, um, most of these. That's the point I'm making. Barely surviving. No, but you see, that's the point I'm about to make. Most of the media houses are not set up for that. They are not set up to make money. They are set up as mouthpieces to serve a certain purpose. Weapons. Okay, so some of the, they don't care if a newspaper that is set up as a bi-weekly, sometimes you don't see it for a quarter of a year, <laughs> but will suddenly emerge in mm-hmm. full force when we are about to enter a political phase. And we will see that we are entering the political phase. More November, account. December, January, February, March, April. You see a lot of newspapers that have not operated since January. Of course, there have been difficulties. But you are going to see them come out in full force. Mm. You are going to see new newspapers. In fact, the past year has seen the launch of a, quite a few new newspapers. All of them with a very direct link. They are sharpening their, they are sharpening teeth, their teeth. For the election. Okay. Mm. So, it is very clear for me that Whilst all the other things are pushing at us, for us in this particular space, one of the biggest headaches we are facing is the political ecosystems understanding that look. Stranglehold of us. Yes, the, and, and, and it's, it is a complete stranglehold as we speak now. There is very little room, and that is why there are very few viable media businesses. So if you go to Kenya, for instance, you will look at Daily Nation, you will look at uh, Standard. You would look at, yeah, but these are massive. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, Daily Nation can buy Daily Graphic 10 times mm-hmm. if they want to. So, so, so can Standard. So can Citizen. These are massive entities. Where are they in Ghana? What is the outside? Daily Guide was what we considered the most successful yeah. private newspaper in this country. How big is Daily Guide? How big is it? It's a good question. I think that the Kenya example and Nigeria example present contrast in the way our our society is set up mm-hmm. and how those societies elite value what they value. Okay. Because in in all these countries there are wealthy people and we decide where to put our money. Daily Nation, the standard group, uh, the, the the Nigerian now they have channels TV and all these things. There are people who want to put money to back strong, strong media. media. Even though they'll have a tilt. Yes. We are not saying they are completely independent. No. 
for what the Ghana equivalent hasn't really worked because mm-hmm. the market is small and also the questionable measurement of media and all those things. So you know what? We are not here to sorry we've sort of hog the airlines talking about this, but you know, we are we are we are discussing our industry and how it will survive. Yeah. And there's a lot of thinking that has to go through the next decade. Yes. To to decide where the industry will be. The fact that radio stations exist doesn't mean you have an industry. The industry must be viable, it must be profitable, it must produce independent, credible work. And that's what we are trying to think about. We'll take a short break, Nathan. You're still listening to the City Breakfast. You can send us your thoughts on 0549-986-996. Now, how can you be sure you've chosen the best candidate for the job? How about their skill set? Can they handle the day-to-day demands of the job? Let's eliminate these questions for you. Uh, Introducing the room from a vast array of highly skilled and competent software engineers, customer service personnel, research and data entry specialists, administrators, you can be sure that your company's mission is in safe hands. They're just a room away. Visit theroom.com now. Playing under the scorching sun and you are tired and thirsty, you need refreshment. Your favorite talk can get it. Um, together, 100 ml, um, till at 2 CD, 50 pesos. Coke Zero Fanta Sprite in the 300 ml plastic bottle at 3 CD, 50 pesos. And your favorite Coke Classic or ml plastic bottle at the recommended retail price of 3 CD, 50 pesos. So whether you are hustling out, make that moment. Coca-Cola, real refreshment for all occasions. Coca-Cola, zero sugar. You need to try it first. And with the all-new Ghana Pay mobile money service, you can send and receive money at zero transaction fees, pay bills, buy airtime and data, transfer money to and from your bank accounts, and do so much more your way. You can register by dialing star 707 hash and visit any branch of your selected bank to activate your wallet. You can download the Ghana Pay app from the Play Store or App Store. Ghana Pay, your money, your way. Ghana Pay is a GIPS and Ghana Association of Banks collaboration. And Real Pedigree recognizes its kind. The star has found its way home to CFAO Ghana, your preferred owner for 113 years. We're to announce our automobile giant, Mercedes-Benz, making us the new sole authorized distributor for Mercedes-Benz cars in green of a new showroom is underway to immerse you into a new Mercedes-Benz at CFAO with world-class after-sales service. The star is now home. Call 0302 Two one zero for more information. So, listening to the CT Breakfast Show, we'll take a very quick break. When we come back, find out what exactly is going on there. Whether they go anywhere. Unleashing the power of Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city73. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Thirteen still listening to the I've come through on zero five four nine nine eight six nine. I threw a couple of them before 
Uh, moving on to other things. Uh, Kokui, let's go some of the messages. Okay. From a technical standpoint, how must we tackle the deficiency in TN standards? The solution, in my opinion, requires G and the government. The Media Commission led a proof of proving all players in the media li- landscape. All suspicious media practice without a properly functioning media. This is Yakubu Ibn Chambers. Uh, who sent that in Accra. Good morning, CBS team. I lost hope in media houses and journalism in Ghana when they started credibility. That's from Ike Ando and Kokomimli. Nathan, until journalists in Ghana are allowed to do their work without fear or favor, there will be no improvement in our governance system. But me you in the line of duty, and that is a desire to good governance and development. This is Okla from Somanya. Um, so many else. Nathan, you see why I can't touch my dial on City FM? Back in my mind, I have one goat waiting for you. This is Joan Sindla. <laughs> nah, nah, Bachanas <laughs> says victimization is a big issue. We know, but we can't speak about it. The media should be able to voice out the wrongs. However, you get boxed in and get labeled and you're against. Things are not working. What's happening in the media is happening in all sectors. In fact, in the country, Ghana, period. Nathan and team, I'm really excited about the conversation you're having this morning. Drastic measures need to be taken to ensure the sanity of the media space. What makes it more dangerous is businessmen and politicians trying to infiltrate and influence GJA elections. This is Nana K from Teshi. More messages are welcome on 0549-986-996. 0549-986-996. By the way, the GJ Awards, the topic, quite interesting. So, yeah, the know, media. The, the topic, I, 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 the awards I, of tomorrow. Yeah, the, the, the theme for the awards is what the media can do to save the economy. I was going to say, what can the economy do to save the media? It's walking the path towards Ghana's economic recovery, the rule of the media. Yeah, so I think it's a chicken and egg. <laughs> because I think we are one of the industries that have suffered a lot from COVID. We suffered, you know, I mean, we suffered under Doomsaw, we suffered under COVID. Russia, Ukraine is killing us. Inflation is dangerous. It's from the alien sector. So walking the path towards Ghana's economic recovery. Yeah. Whatever the happens, the media is still... I would have said, walking the path towards media's economic recovery, the role of Ghana's economy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, government, don't think we should change the topic. Mm. So they say, walking the path towards Ghana's economic recovery, the role of the media. We should flip it. Walking the path towards Ghana's media recovery, the role of the economy. <laughs> <laughs> Because the economy, economy is killing us. Yeah, but you remember, you remember that uh, survey? Was it an Afrobarometer survey or the one from the... It was the one that discussed the economy of the mid, where we spoke about salaries, spoke about uh, revenue drops. You know, it, it's, it's engendered quite a yeah. bit of a chat, I remember. I think this was early in the year or last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when that came up. I think even the information minister organized a, a kind of yeah. like a forum to yeah. see how they could help the media. And this was, I think, yeah. during the COVID period. So it was but I want to leave with one of the things you said. Um, in every society, they have come together to protect the things that are valuable to them. Yeah. And w- Kenya is not a perfect example. South Africa is not. not. Nigeria is not. But I see... Uh, I, we have a partnership with a company called Newsroom Africa mm. in South Africa. And you can see how black finance has decided to back media in a very strong way. So when you see the station, mm-hmm. you can see that these guys are determined to make a difference, to compete. Arise News in Nigeria, Channels Television. So I'm saying that a lot of the industries that are doing well, 
they should be interested in investing in media in a way that will make it viable so they can be proud of it. Mm. So that the because the different pillars of society must rise together, right? And I see significant investments in media in certain parts of the continent mm-hmm. that I don't really see. And I, I feel that the yes, the media must also be open to those investments, but I just want to urge the money people to not give up on media because if you, by the time you retire and you are home and you want to reflect on the life you've lived, the media is going to help you do that reflection and help to capture the story. The other thing about history is that history is not just the textbooks. We are also writing the history of the country. So let the elite be interested in the viability of the space. Let them be interested in investment in the space and to, to help experiment with models that work for private, digital, traditional, all kinds of things, you know, and we are open to advice as well. So if you have any views on how this thing can work, partnerships, let's, let's get together. Let's make it, let's, let's make it happen. Nineteen minutes after nine. You're still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Earlier in the newspaper review, I read the story that <laughs> something that Godfrey and Koku and myself were talking about earlier this week about the Greek. And even yesterday, we spoke to Professor Roger Canton, who has uh, who had some very interesting thoughts on that. The Ministry of Food and Agriculture. So earlier, they said the first truckload of food from the farm gates would be arriving at eight a.m. What's the time? It's nineteen minutes past nine. Mm-hmm. So it's an hour and nineteen or twenty minutes into this venture we'll try and find out what exactly is happening but what is the context if you are just tuning in and wondering ah, what are these guys talking about well the agric minister dr usi friakuto announced that government was putting together a plan to transport food from the rural production areas to accra in a bit to deal with rising food inflation but yes um so somebody okay now of course the agric minister is saying this based on his own assessment he mm-hmm. says he doesn't think that fuel costs and transportation costs are the only reasons why food is expensive. He's theorizing mm-hmm. or, or doing a hypothesis that there could be another factor yeah. or other factors that is other yeah. factors causing yeah. this rise. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Professor Roger Canton seems to think that no, this is not work. The, your idea is bizarre. You are not designed to do haulage and sales. You are a policy person. Design the policies and allow the people in the chain to do all they can to also bring everything together. Um, I think we have Caleb Kuda on the line. Oh, so why, have they opened the market? Yeah, they, they opened at 18. Caleb is there buying things for himself. Oh, so actually, he said they would do publicity for it. Follow Oh, really? So, so what is it? Is it a market in the ministry? It's of a market. Okay, you wait. Let's let's speak to Caleb. Caleb, where where exactly are you? What? Premises of the Ministry of Food and Agriculture. The premises of the is it the one street or the, the ministry? Ministry. This is yeah. the ministry's area. Mm-hmm. Um, is the food being sold? Is there what, what exactly is going on? Great. So let me describe what I see here. There are about six canopies that have been put up with some tables and chairs. Uh, Toyota Hilux pickup just came about 15 minutes ago, and bunches of plantain have been uploaded, and they are being set up according to. Uh, their sizes. So the officials of the ministry are here. The PRO of the ministry is also here. And so we'll interact with them to find out just how many tons of plantain are we expecting in a day or how long it's going to span. Are we expecting some other food stuff? So without any further delay, let me talk to um, Tanko. 
Typically, when I go to the uh, Malam market, where I usually buy my food stuff by 6 a.m., I see a lot of food stuff, and I have a lot of options to look at. Your campaign is coming in at 9 a.m. That's not the regular time my market will Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but that's a very unique market for planting for food and jobs market. Uh, we are piloting it today. We want to see how it goes and possibly we may roll out. Uh, the track that is uh, bringing the food items actually encountered a problem. Uh, we are told there was an accident at the uh, Pedra part of uh, the route, and they, they, they had to reroute through Chebi to be able to. So the pickup is here. The, the truck is following suit. How many trucks are we expecting? How many tons of planting? Yeah, from now on, I'm able to tell the number of um, the planting. But this is some. How many trucks? I'm on every I'm on every spell. There's been a lot of noise about your pilot market project. Today is the first thing. So, I mean, I should at least know if it's worth the traveling all the way from Procrastin to the ministry, if I'll get here and still find planting on the too. It would be good if you can give us an idea just how many yeah, more. So, so what I can tell is that footpaths are on the way. And you just see that the pickup has come and unfolded. Definitely, we are all here and we see the number. So if I'm closing at 3 today and I, I'm working at um, Burma Camp and I live at the Pocoase, would it be a prudent thing to drive here and buy your plantain and go home? Yeah, so a lot of uh, analysis uh, was put into this idea. And... Uh, uh, this is as a result of the minister's full visit to Western North, where the rural farmer was uh, lamenting over the price being offered at the farm gate to a point that people like selling. So this moved the minister. He had to discuss with his thinker that I said, what can we do to salvage the situation? To a point that the regional director for agriculture, Western North, indicated that a bunch of planting was going for four to five gallons in the Western, in the Western North. We know this background. Yes. So, for example, how much are you offering the, 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 the farmer at the farm gate for a bunch of planting you bought from them so that you're giving them value and then you're selling it cheaper here? Yes. So, you know how much you're selling. I, I come up with the figures with the policy people uh, here to brief us on the, the, plant, the, the amount that uh, is being given at the farm gate. But certainly, mm. our farmers uh, will not be shortchanged. I've seen some of the plantings. Some are big, pretty big. Others are also regular normal size. How much are you selling the big ones for? How about the small ones? What's the difference from the regular market? Yes, so like I said, the policy director for policy will step down when the whole concern is When is the market opening to the public? Uh, well, uh, since we are waiting for the main track to arrive, I'm unable to give time. But I can see that we are even extending this to the Force Underland Park, where we are going to have the Ghanaian rice also on the street there. And then the, um, the plantain and other trade sure. available. Yeah. You can find it with a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. People would want to leave their offices at lunchtime to go and grab some food stuff before they go home. Are you certain that by the time they get here, there will be enough food? they can buy, and that even if the civil servants alone in the ministry decide to come and buy everything, there'll be enough for someone who is coming from the share camp to come and buy and go 
yes, it's our wish that we make it big, open it up, uh, starting at 6 a.m. So we drop, but like I said, it's a pilot uh, uh, process. We want to see how it goes for today, and uh, we'll learn our lessons from it. And then going forward, we'll be able to advise uh, what to do. Let me say that even the central region, they started what we call the agriculture market. They've been doing it very successful. When Minister was there, he egged them on. And I hear the entire community in the central region have been asking when, again, will they have the farm. But this is happening at the ministry's car park. And if of these, it won't be, if you can fill the whole place, I don't think it won't be enough for all the people in the ministry. Certainly, I will say that it's a pilot phase. Let's see how it goes. Are you adding any more food stuff to the plantain or the food uh, plantain for now at the ministry? Because, like you yes, said, so at, at the ministry, I am relying on this plantain as we can see and some cocoa. The rice will be at the airport and the land that we are setting up there as well. Thank you so much. We'll keep engaging to our next public So, Nathan, that was Baba Tanko, he's the PRO of the Ministry of Food and Agriculture. All right, Caleb, just finally, um, are, are people there? What's, I mean, what's the vibe like? Are people buying? Are people patronizing the food items? The place busy? No, there's no buying yet, and the place is not busy. They are still okay. trying to set up because, like um, Barbara Tanko mentioned, the, the truck that is supposed to cut the food stuff um, encountered an, an issue around Africa. There was an accident there, so they had to use that a detour through Chile. So um, there's one theater high-luck pickup that has brought a bunch of uh, plantains. Uh, this is enough for maybe about three households, and it's about um, nine twenty-eight. So, no one has come to buy yet. And as I asked him about the prices, he was able to tell me it means that, like we were saying, the policy people will now come down and things would take off from there. So for now, it's still generally a bit of setup that is ongoing. All right, Caleb, thank you. Thank you so, so much. I'm sure when the updates will get back to you. That was Caleb Kuda. He's currently at the Ministry of Food and Agriculture. And uh, the place is co- it's coming together. They are setting up six canopies. Uh, yeah, no, they are going to expand it to the... Um, yes, if we land park, they'll do rice. They'll do rice. A good idea. There. For me, make the, make, the pla- make, the, make the markets available. Make the food available. The price will come down. So, so you can't make it available at the market. Uh, so, 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 Bernard, for you, Bernard, for you, I don't see the. Uh, okay, what, what I'm saying is that let's see whether it will work. Because we run out of options. This might be the because one that me, works. I'm looking for food that is cheap. So, yeah. Yeah, it's cheap, yeah, I'll yeah, buy. Me, I don't care whether it's the, the minister himself no, selling it. But, for, the, but Bernard, for the price to be cheap, it has to be cheap. And for it to affect general prices, it has to be cheap in a lot of places. That, that's yeah, what I'm well, saying. But so that's what it not is. Not a lot of people have gone, so let me go and see what I can get. But how many okay. people would have to go there for the prices to be affected? But is I don't it, know. Is the point for... This, this is a start. This is a, this is a pilot. But is the point for all, to push others to drop their prices? Or or you, just you, to, you want to prove a point? What The point is that we can get it cheap. Or is the, are they going to absorb transportation costs and everything and just give us the food cheaper? I don't know, maybe because I, that's a good question. Maybe well, yeah, what's, the, what's the goal? Bernard, you see, when, when, when <laughs> it's to shame those of you who are saying when, that when I first said the first, the first thing no, I, I asked myself was, are they not going to travel on the same road? Would they not bend? No, but it's not, it's not, maybe they'll use, they'll use the ministry's free fuel. So he will So who's farm? And anyway, ju- just in, in terms of information, though, um, the, I hear that the rice 
at the Ifa Sutherland Park. I think it's it's plugging into the Ghana Rice the Festival. The Ghana Rice Festival. Ah, okay, okay. It's oh. the seventh Ghana Rice Festival happening there. It's happening between today and Sunday. Ah. But this one that the man was talking about is Koko Kokoyam and from Western North. From Western North and other places. So this one is the people that he promised. Yes. So let's go there and check. Okay. Let's go to the line. Let's speak to Edward Kaiwe. He's General Secretary of GAWU, the Ghana Agricultural Workers Union. To see, this is the way to go. Yeah, uh, Mr. Kawa, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Yeah, good morning, sir, and uh, good morning to all of you there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you are fine this morning. Many thanks for joining us. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Great. Um, the ministry this morning, um, after following the minister's announcement, they've set up at the ministry. Very soon, they'll start selling foodstuffs. The minister says. You know, it's it's a way to to fight food inflation. I mean, your thoughts? Is this the way to go? Is this what we should do to to bring down the prices of of foodstuffs in, in Ghana? Well, let me say that this uh, yes, we have made our point clear that this is not the way to go. We have also indicated that the ministry has failed to account to the people of this country fully about what they're doing. One, just to look at what they said they would do, we are asking them what is their budget for this uh, exercise. We are asking this because uh, from the beginning of the year, the ministry indicated to all of us that they were not going to, or they were reducing their support to farmers to produce. The subsidy on fertilizer and certified seed, which was 36% in 2021, have been reduced to 15%. The second thing, the volume of fertilizer that was subsidized last year has been cut down to only a quarter. So, for instance, if you they subsidized 100 bags of fertilizer last year, it means 2022, they are now subsidizing only 25 bags. And that is only the subsidy. The quantity of fertilizer that gets to the farmers is not the same as what they claim they subsidize. There are real, you know, challenges facing agricultural production in this country. Then the other part has to do with post-harvest losses. The ministry has to work to ensure that we minimize post-harvest losses. Records have it that yam, up to 60% of yam produced, never reaches the table of the consumer. And you may it may surprise you because when you produce the yam and you carry it from where it is, by the time you get to the market, and then you buy it, and finally you put it in the in the in the pot, and then on your table to eat. Much of it will have gone bad. And if you just want to feel uh, have the, a direct feeling of this, go and buy four or five tubers of yam. Go to your house, keep it, and try to eat it over a period. You see that by the time you get back, part of it is rotten. So these are the real challenges there. So. When you accuse uh, middlemen of profiteering, it's like to say that it is only in 2022 
that they are profiteering. What about the previous year? You know, and when you also reduce the whole uh, price differences to profiteering and not picking, taking into account the losses that are incurred by uh, the traders as they transport the food from the rural area to the market center and then also storage them and the labor costs and the rest, then you will not be doing justice to it. And this is where, when we are looking at the ministry and the minister in particular who is leading that, we think that he doesn't have the requisite knowledge to continue and capacity to continue to lead the ministry. And that's what we ask for his removal. Well, you can't think this way and expect agriculture to grow. So we are therefore not surprised that he's still insistent and going ahead with this exercise. Mm. But Mr. Karabe, they say they even want to, the ministry wants to expand. They want to get into rice. They want to go to the Efa Sutherland Children's Park to also sell some more rice. So, I mean, so you don't think that this idea is good? The ministry, the ministry is trying to ensure that the price comes down for everybody to buy. You still don't decide. You still don't agree. You feel that it's a bad move. It's a bad move because one, we are going to incur costs which is avoidable and unaccountable costs because they are refusing to even account for the cost. If they account for the cost, it does not even mean that the, the cost is unavoidable. But here is the case. They are, everything is shrouded in secrecy. We don't know their uh, blueprint uh, for this whole exercise. You are doing this and you are now saying that it is a pilot. What is the main the uh, 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 plan. We should know the main plan, so that we know that if the pilot succeeds, you are now going to move to A, B, C, D, and so on. That is kept to the chest of the ministry, and I think that this is a public institution which must account to its people. We are also concerned because we have reached a point in our development that we are in crisis. So every place where we use must be accounted for properly. We allow the public officials to spend and uh, carry on in, with their activities even to the point where we are today, which is not a pleasant one. So we cannot allow this. So we, we are just saying that the exercise itself is not, it, ca- is, it will not drive down prices. It won't drive down prices. Mm. Not at all. Okay. Okay. Be- be- because and and I see a, 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 a what would I call that? I, I see a point that the minister wants to make. Oh, sorry, I, we we lost, we lost uh, Mr. Edward Carraway. We'll try and get him back because I had one last question to ask him. But at least, guys, from from what he said, he thinks, and he's not the only person. At least he thinks yeah. that this idea is not good. And and he highlighted a few things. He said, look, if sixty percent of the Yam yeah. that is produced doesn't get to us. Yeah. It means we are all scrambling to get the forty yeah. percent, and we all know what that means. Yeah. Simple economics. It means that if there's more of us and less yam, mm. the price of yam will go up. Maybe we are in a, 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 a time where we are con- we are sort of balancing between allowing the private sector and the market to work, or government jumping in. Yes. And if we claim that we are in eighty three. Because we've said here before that what we are facing is like mm. 1983. And strangely enough, do you know that this year's calendar is the same as the calendar from 1983?
Yes, but it's also the same calendar as 2005. <laughs> <laughs> so the issue there is that maybe right. this is the beginning of government playing a more dominant role okay. in many things. No so problem. let's see. You just hold that thought. Let, let, hey. me, let me get uh, back to Your China, me. don't they do these things? You hold on. You let me get back to Mr. Kyle. At the ministry. And, let, and let's conclude. Let's conclude. <laughs> yes. Mr. Kyle, w- w- welcome back. Uh, apologies, the line drop. Um, final yeah. question. I was about to ask you. You've highlighted your, your point. You've made your arguments that you don't think this will work. So what will work? What is the way forward then if you feel this is not the way to go? What will work is to facilitate the movement of the foodstuffs from the rural area to the urban area. I'm saying this. The impression should not be created that it's unusual to have price differential. It is always the case that the price at the farm gate is different from the price at the market center. That is why in manufactured goods, we have factory price, we have wholesale price, we have retail price, and the retail price can take different type, levels of retail. But Mr. Kawe, the, the, the minister's point, and I think the point he was trying to make was that the differences are just too wide. The disparity is just too huge. So that's why he's trying this, this initiative. What, what would you say to that one, even as you provide your, your solutions? Um, 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 I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so, because I think that you have done a poor analysis of the value chain. You have done a poor analysis of the value chain. Okay. If, you li- if you limit it to only transport costs, you'll be sorry. Okay. Because there are hidden costs that are there. And I'm saying labor, when you go to the farm gates, you have to mop up the, 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 the produce from one producer to another. And the, the agricultural produce are bulky and perishable. Look, they incur huge uh, losses when you are selling it. Look, when you go to the market and you are buying some, uh, and they, our ladies who attest to this, because they go there often, is that there are some traders in, at the, uh, in the morning part, the price will be high. But getting to evening, they will reduce the price to clear because they are getting rotten. Mm. So, they, so if that uh, trader is unable to sell, the following day he comes, probably that whole uh, what uh, produce would have gone rotten. And there will be total loss to that particular trader. Once you sell nothing, you get nothing. So the loss along the line, we need to improve the preservation, the post-harvest losses. And the post-harvest loss has to do with, from farm gate to the consumer, the loss that incurs there. And it's so huge. The average is about uh, 35%. For most of our produce, we, uh, we have it in, in this country. You see? So when you are dealing in those uh, uh, trades, and that is why the buffer store company, they are unable to succeed. Because by the time they store their, uh, uh, they store their goods and then they release it into the market, part of it is rotten. Okay. So we need to improve upon that. There are no shortcuts to enduring development. And this is not the way to go. Because we are looking at, you should also be telling us that, okay, we are in this situation, we are putting measures A, B, C, D in place to make sure that by 2023, the beginning of 2023 or in 2023, you will not face this type of problem again. He's not telling us that. Mm. And this is a knee-jerk exercise, which is not uh, a a viable solution. Okay. All right. Thank you so, so much. That was Edward Carrier, General Secretary of GAU, the Ghana Agricultural uh, Workers' Union. 
He says he doesn't agree. He mm. says it has not been properly thought through and he thinks this will not work. Hmm. Well, for those who are close to a TV set, you can just yes. flip to City TV. Yes. Uh, Caleb is there. I think he's bargaining for some plantains there. To be fair, and again, it seems as if I'm playing devil's advocate here, but he's the, 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 Mr. Barbara Tanku said mm. the market is now starting. Yeah, now starting. Yes. So, as they say, Jomno and Shedan. And Shay. And Shay. So, this is like the initial. The other point is that, again, you see, for me, I want to believe that there's a, a more well detailed plan than this, that yeah. maybe you're going to do this in all the districts. Maybe. Or you're going to set up... I mean, if, for example, if you had the Ministry of Food Trucks, send them to the main markets. Maybe it's a radical way of breaking the power of the... How many trucks does the ministry have? I don't know. Like, Goffey, if you see, for me, 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 I want the food price to come down. Yeah, yes. So, and I don't have the solution. So, if somebody says he's going to open the market, so let's assume he does this in every district. Mm-hmm. Even if it, let the district assembly say... For some reason, government has found some way of moving. I mean, why is the time that Ghanaians want to move cocoa from mm. them? Yes, yeah, so maybe the government has found a way of moving the food from the farm gates to the okay. market. Mm-hmm. Breaking the so-called power of the middlemen. Mm-hmm. And they set up Ministry of Food food Stalls. No, but, well, but, 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 but we've also been told well, that the chain, the chain is far more sophisticated than they that. They should break it up. Yeah. No, in the sense that there are farmers at the farm gates whose operations are funded by traders. So maybe the government should go into that. So how are you going to cut the goods of the woman at Abobloshi? But who has funded somebody's products if, if, if PFJ is to be believed, government also subsidized fertilizer for rice and maize farmers, supposedly. Uh-huh. So if government has procured fertilizer for you, it's also a way of pre-financing you. So if the government says, I'll offtake 20%. So for me... Was I, that part of the original deal? See, I haven't seen a policy document for this. I don't know whether I said policy or just... An idea, but I'm just saying that there is a way you can contrive this to work at some level if yes. you think through it more carefully. Mm-hmm. If you believe that the, the middlemen are too strong, yeah. you are already f- subsidizing agriculture. Hey. You can off take some of the farm produce as government and then, and then route it through the Ghana Food Distribution Company or whatever you want to do and find a space in the market and sell. I so, think the other problem we have not thought about is that the level of our farmers a lot of farmers are very poor and indigent. Mm-hmm. So they are not able to really produce enough to feed mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. which is another challenge. So they are susceptible to these people who can give them some money and off-take at very low prices and then control the market. If we had a solution to how to break this market of middlemen, we would have done it. It's not as simple as it sounds. Mm-hmm. So while I agree that this may not be such a well-thought-through idea, I'm not dismissing it entirely because I'm saying, let's see how it plays out. Okay. Let's see how it plays out. Fair if, enough. If, if, if they sort of find, maybe there's a bigger plan, I don't know. Uh-huh. For now, we've seen a few s- six stores at the, <laughs> at the ministry <laughs> selling Ablajo. But I saw, I saw a receipt for 25 euros, <laughs> like a bunch of plantain. Yeah, I mean, so uh, maybe tell Caleb that you should buy me two bunches of plantain. Yeah. And me, bl- plantain, I, I, want, I, I want to keep it to ripe. <laughs> so I can make some exactly. kelly so, No, these days we do kakuru. Uh, we, we, we let the thing brown small. Oh, then we, we add some powder. It's very nice. <laughs> so, so, Caleb, if you are listening, I need two bunches of plantain. For your own. Not no. a pimp. I want the real, not a pimp. me one as yes. well. Yeah, the real, the, what we're seeing there is like proper, yes. yeah, yeah. What's, exactly. the, what's the local name of the non-apim plantain? Uh, uh-huh. 
Yeah, madam is a madam. Somebody should help me. No, <laughs> and and it looks like it's you. been. Uh, uh, if you buy, yes. the receipt is made out to Agro Farms. Yes. So Agro Farms, I think, is under the Ministry of Food. Did and you? Agro. The question: Did you give Caleb money when you sent him on the assignment to buy some of the food, or you sent him with a camera? We sent him with a camera. Send him. Fred gave him some money. Fred, send Caleb Momo. Yes. So he can buy three plantain for us. What's the three name bunches. Yes. Bunches of plantain. Are you listening to me? Send Caleb money to buy about three bunches of plants. We want to be part of the planting for food and jobs. I mean, listeners, I mean, you've heard. So the question is, will you go and buy? Vivian, please, if you are listening, send Caleb to buy like four or five bunches so we can do weekend food. The other thing that's not too clear, if you read the story on citynewsroom.com, it says, blah, 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 uh, will begin the retailing of food items at its premises to civil and local government workers. So, I don't know when they do check ID. My whole thing with this, Bernard, is yeah. I agree with you completely mm. on we need a solution for this. Every Ghanaian wants this. Mm-hmm. And every Ghanaian wants this to work. And I guess sometimes people might think, oh, but you people always complain about this. Why are you laughing at a solution? I'm not laughing at a solution personally. No. But we've also we should also reach the point where we should be able to question some of these proposals. Uh-huh. It's so happened to happen to your chapel wouldn't Sorry, you know, I want happen to <laughs> considering <laughs> considering some of these things because go with you see nice. the way the way the way a yeah, country works. Yeah. The way a country works. What happens on the left affects the right. How would China have done this? I don't know how they would have done this. I'm sure China... They would never come up with this. Are you sure? They would never come up with this. Are you sure? This one. That your Chinese people will not... This one. It's a command economy. No, 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 no. But you see, the way... They tell you what to plant. They tell you how much to sell it. Yes, but this is not what is happening. That's what I'm saying. We've had too many of these ad hoc things that are never well thought through. Yes. They work for a week yeah. and then they are off. Can we get something more sustainable? Godfrey, for me, if the government will work through the local authorities yes. to create, even if not sell it themselves, you see, for, yeah, for example, you can say we are creating a Tuesday market in all districts where it's a food market and government is going to help transport the food by subsidizing the transportation. So for me, there's a, there, see, there's a solution in this, Okoki. If if a farmer is forced to sell plantain that will sell for five cities to a middleman because the middleman gave them money to do the farming, government has extension officers and government knows. Find a way. So if government can pre-finance some of their produce and help to transport it, do you understand me? So me, I'm not dismissing it. I mean, fine, this market seems like a small market and the banner has not been properly stretched. <laughs> you know, it looks like... Whatever, but I'm saying that there is, a, there, 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 is, there is a solution in government trying to yes. remove the bottleneck itself. Yes. Because government has the largest distribution of... The networks. I mean, do you know if you commandeer all the Toyota pickups in yes. government ministries... If you commandeer all the Toyota pickups, all the pickups in government ministries, and say, this weekend we are not going to funeral, we are not going to any trek, we are just going to collect food. Mm-hmm. The number of government four-wheel drives, if you commandeer all to bring food from Afram Plains, from Akumadai, mm-hmm. and from uh, wherever, mm-hmm. they can bring enough food. And then the government petrol. will come and tell me later that 
we have spent X million on fuel. Transport, and exactly. So we are going to find, we have to find the money from here. What I'm saying is, no, the fuel, uh, well, don't fuel the car. Yes. Don't pay the driver. By then, if you're the car to get the funeral, but so point, isn't it better to, for you to no, bring the car away? It's also making is when you get there, who is cutting the goods? No, we are in extraordinary to times. The, so, the people will cut the goods for free for now. We will free. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are coffee. Do you know that we are in desperate economic times? Yes, and you know the, the way food prices have increased in the past three weeks. You need a radical solution, mm. and this is it. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I don't have an okay. This what, is what, what the is your alternative. This is what oh, the whole government of Ghana was not working up with. What is what is a six? A six? No, a six? No, a six? No, it's not. It's, it's, it's a pilot at the back. At the back of the ministry of agriculture. No, it's a pilot piloting it. No, you see the issue. The issue. You let me bring the cocoa. Let me bring the plantain and let me do that. You know why I'm upset? Now you are waking me up. Do you know why I'm upset with this? You see, it is this. When he announced this, the question I asked, and I checked, who had he discussed this with? And I checked at the ministry. His ministry officials. They had not been discussed. Mm-hmm. No, you see, Our because ah, but well, the well, time from when it's he ten o'clock and they only have plantain. Hold on, how do you think it's been? No, discussed? you see, it's plantain market. You see, Bernard, the way these things the are supposed to work. Plantain market. You see, yes. when was this announcement made? Two, a week ago. So he repeated it in Parliament last this week. No, a week so ago. It was last week. So with last week, Thursday. so in one week, yes, they've sat down, yes, in the ministry at the policy level, farms. and worked through every single it's modality pilot to get to even the pilot, of yeah, course. So the, the pilot is to test it. Yeah, but it's to part of the modalities. So I am going to buy the plantain, allow it to ripen, do my kakro, and then I will come and give you my feedback next week. Yeah, but my Bernard, my <laughs> issue, my issue with this thing, finally, okay, is we've seen this before. Oh, we can do. We, we can do Ampesi. Do you know what yes, you Kobe. Bernard. Ghana next team. Bernard. It got me Bernard. Which, which of the CAF policy as announced that later becomes proper policy has worked in this country? Do you know? I'll give you a famous one. 1D1F. No, 1D1F. Why do you call off the CAF policy? Oh. Alan Chamatin's announcement of what was popped up on the campaign platform. It popped up on the campaign platform. Do you know what inspiration is? Within three days, it was policy. Yeah. There is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty gives them understanding. And then inspired on the rally. And then, and then, do you know what happened? Do you know what, what makes it bad? It's an inspired it's idea. Transmogrified. <laughs> no, the vision that was outlined originally yeah. changed. That's mm-hmm. the point I'm making with this one. Yes. I'm not saying we are not looking for a solution. It looks okay. We can at least we for the civil servants who can be able to buy it to We can improve it. But when the announcement, you see, I'm coming. The reason I'm, I'm telling you, it was you announced off the cuff. It was announced off the cuff. And when the announcement was made, he said we could all buy. Uh, so there was no then yesterday, mm-hmm. they said it's only club sack people. <laughs> no, we won't agree. Ah, <laughs> that's what he said. said. No, Kukale will batch. I've already sent him the book. Now, some people enjoy coaching their football teams on the comfort of their couch. Others love to visit the sweet-smelling perfume shops uh, in France from their phones. Others love to watch comedy shows. Now, Selfline knows this, so whatever it is you enjoy doing, they are giving you very, very good data and fast data to help you do it. You also get to yeah, you also get a free voucher to Selfline partners like X-Men, Cheesy Pizza, Doman Foods, and Body Basics. So go get yourself a Selfline device today or top up to enjoy more. Selfline better together. Now, if you're an enterprise customer, this recognition is for you. In the Ghana Club 100, the recent one, Enterprise Insurance, Enterprise Life, Enterprise Trustees, and Acacia. And their respective positions as top companies, and Enterprise Insurance was retained in the CIMG Hall of Fame for the sixth straight time. 
All these awards are dedicated to Enterprises valued customers Dream big with us Enterprise is your advantage And Creamy Plus Takes you back to the original Creamy taste of evaporated milk It's a great compliment To all the things you love to drink Your cereals and all it has vegetable fat, it's gentle on the stomach, and you can find it in Gold Shops, Bachelor, Total, and other supermarkets. You can find it in bulk. At Less Farm Distributors, at Medina Race Junction. Call them on 0501682522 or Grace has found us at Akoko Photo in Dantoman on 0245162747. take a quick break when we come back uh, go through some of your messages and then we call it a morning this is still the city breakfast we'll be right back don't go anywhere this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation the city breakfast show rise above the noise welcome back Charlie, say good morning, my people. Morning. I was expecting to hear from Caleb's background. Brodio, two, two cities. I pray it works too, but thinking of the crowd, hoping they decentralize it to the regions or districts, else transportation costs for some to move to a far distance for cheaper product wouldn't be cost effective for the individual. Say, Brodio! <laughs> well, I think we should all go to the Ministry of Agri and so, purchase in bulk. That's See, that's the thing. If there, there could be an influx of customers. Okay, it says, <laughs> I think the Ministry of Agri can replicate the sale of foodstuffs in all regions and districts mm-hmm. yes. at the same time for a marked effect. Oh, okay, this is um, Adolf <laughs> in New Bowie. If you were doing a thought through pilot, this is what you would do yes, today. Yes, the whole day would be in Agro Farms. One place first. First. You wait anyway, day. piloting is good. It gives you a sense of what works, what doesn't work. Nathan and team, the Ministry of Agric is brewing something in a big pot. In the pot is the recipe for chaos oh, and waste. Oh, oh, oh. That's Ken from Spain. Now, Perry from Ho says, City, so we who are in Ho, yes. are we supposed to take a car and come and buy plantain in Accra? Oh, they will come there. Okay. Henry in Kumasi says, please, will the Ministry of Agric be selling their stuff in Ashanti region and other regions too? If not, this action will not be fair. Their services are to Ghana. Yes, the high food prices... It's not as expensive in Hoa as it is in Accra. Uh, Maybe maybe they'll also disagree. Oh, food is more expensive in Accra than anywhere. Maybe Ashanti region too. Yeah, correct. Food is expensive in Great Accra and West. West. Accra and Accra, two leading... Mm. High price. Okay, bringing farm products from the farm gate to sell to civil servants will not bring down prices. Mm. It will only solve problems for the privileged few in our society again. Mm. How about the masses? That's, I agree. Yeah. Okay, all I'll say, Bernard and team, is that we'll end up as a country absorbing unnecessary expenses in the ministry's budget. Mm-hmm. Are we including some of the big supermarkets, Belcom, ShopRite, and others, or is it just the market women? Mm-hmm. We're kidding ourselves. Mm-hmm. What the minister is trying to do will come back to bite us in millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I know my country. People are really skeptical. Oh, oh. Okay. Aloski. Mm-hmm. Adote says, mm-hmm. I'm glad the ministry is doing this. Uh-huh. By hauling the items, they'll probably go through the difficulties the middlemen go through, and maybe they'll fix it, which helps everyone. Today, a truck has broken down. Mm. Items get in late. Mm. Probably they'll lose some of the stuff in the process. Mm. Fixing all of that is what matters. That's our show. That's our show. That's our show. Many, many thanks for listening. We appreciate that. From Monday to today, you, you listen to us. Civil, civil servants market. 
You let's go. We'll tell them we work at Ministry of Sports. Charlie. Hey! I tell you. We, 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 let's go and buy a pair two for blasters. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Monday, Monday, the list is dropping. No, we, we are, are buying a pair two for blasters. We are an extension of the Ministry of Information. Good morning, Kucho Ponkrumat. All it's media personnel should be included in this. Speaking of which, the sports minister and the sports minister. Look for them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had seen it all with Isaac Isiama. But this one. But this one. <laughs> Alright, that's our show. My name is Nathan Crow. Uh, many thanks for listening. You heard Kokui, Godfred. You also heard Bernard. And your messages came through. Godfred Odom helped us on technical. Fred Jabano Kelekuda produced the show. Nana to Four Barting is here. 